1: That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish.
0: Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast.
2: Swish
0: and Flick,
2: everyone. Swish 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 and
1: Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of Swish and Flick. The first chapter of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I'm Woo-hoo, Tiffany. Okay, I'm Megan. <laughs> I'm Katie.
0: And allegedly, I'm Sarah with not a voice. So I apologize.
1: <laughs> so we don't even know if you're actually Sarah because you don't even sound like Sarah. Yeah, I could just be so. the new
0: the new Ravenclaw host.
1: I bet your Florence would be really good right now. Who of are you?
0: I don't know if I could even do. Florence. It would probably
1: hurt. Can so. you try? <laughs>
0: I don't like, you know, Florence uh, doesn't right. Florence Let doesn't her. do well. We'll see. She <laughs> yeah. might come out in this episode. She, she doesn't cope. do well I feel like it's when been a while. she's on the spot. It's I was just it's thinking about it's been a long time it since has. Florence has come around. Maybe she's mad at me. Or maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so this episode is sponsored by Kara Morrison. Thank you, Kara. Thank, Thank you. you. So like I said today we will be discussing chapter 1 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Dudley demented. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to amble your way through the details. Ooh. And before we begin, mm, makes mouse tails. Nope, Sarah.
0: Sarah. I just want to ask since we're starting a new book, um before we go into the weekly profit. Sure. What is like one thing you're really excited about talking about with this book?
2: Ooh. Uh. <sighs> Um. honestly I'll say that I'm excited <laughs> to just read it again because I've said it a hundred times. I've made it through one through three, halfway through four, and then I I have not gotten to mm. five, six, seven in years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. So it's kinda mm-hmm. like reading it for the first time again. Okay. That's cool. Megan. I like
3: that. I'm excited to just like trash talk umbridge. <laughs> <laughs> Literally yeah. I'm gonna
1: be like, I'm ready to gang up on someone <laughs> with yeah. my friends. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe I'm maybe Umbridge. I just, I'm excited to work through this book, knowing what we know from Seven, and yeah. I'm excited for the connections that we're going to make and mm-hmm. the lines drawn there. I'm like Charlie, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Carol, and I'm going to show everybody the lines, and you yeah. guys don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I see pictures.
0: Other people no, but I know do. What <laughs> um, I'm, I'm honestly really excited to talk about like Harry and honestly his mental health because I think that's a huge thing that When I was a kid, I glossed over because I didn't know really what it was about and all of those things. So that's something I'm really excited to talk about. Um, You don't
3: really look at it from the perspective that we Mm -hmm. have now. Mm -hmm. Whenever you were reading it for the first time, as a 14, well, probably less than that. And
0: even like, there's not a lot of people that like do what we do, where we're literally like, let's break down this chapter and talk about it like so in depth. Right. Um, that I think that some people just. Not not saying that's a bad thing, but some people just don't think about it, which is true. Like I, if I wasn't breaking this down, I wouldn't really think about, you know, all of this stuff. Like he's literally battling PTSD right now, and then like none of his friends are talking to him. That's got to be very right. isolating. So I'm yeah. excited to, to talk about sad things. Well, especially in this chapter. Is that surprising? It's not at Sad moments at all. with Sarah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's my life. <laughs>
1: well.
0: Yes. Okay, and now we can. Do, all right. You can do uh, the do.
1: <laughs> mm, <name> Megan Mips you
3: my name's Megan, so I have a couple this week. um as you guys know from the episode that me and Katie did, I wanted to kind of try to change up our weekly profit a little bit and highlight some Etsy shops where the owners are either really good allies of the LGBTQ community or they're members of the LGBTQ community. Um, so first up is our listener, Jennifer Adams. She has an Etsy shop and she creates these, uh, she creates decals is mostly what is on there. So like, you know... Um, Stickers and stuff. Yeah, like stickers and stuff for your car, for your mm-hmm. electronics Computer or whatever. Or mm-hmm. um, but she also creates these really cute little like scavenger hunts for um, the theme parks. Oh. Like she gave us the one for Universal Studios, which we still have not had time to oh, do, but I still same have it. Oh, person. Yes, but I still have it like in my little go bag for Florida. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So um, next time we're there, we're going to have to do it. But her Etsy shop is called Pop Menagerie, like P.O.P. M-E-N-A-G-E-R-I-E on Etsy. Nice. So you can check her out. Um, and I also wanted to highlight a little corner of mine in Katie's Etsy shop, Akio Designs. My mom, who is clearly an ally of the LGBTQ community because she's my mom, mm. uh, she makes scarves and blankets for the houses, and she also does a new commander one, like the gray and yellow for the older Hufflepuff colors. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily Hufflepuff colors, but, you know, whatever. Newt. I like it better, actually. Yeah. So, Accio Designs, scarves, blankets, handmade from
0: Mama Petras. They're very nice. I have a blanket from her.
3: I, too, have a blanket. She uses super soft yarn, like the baby yarn. I love it. Uh, also, I really quickly wanted to touch on the movie Little Women because our girl Emma plays Meg in Little Women. And did anybody else here see it besides me and Katie? Mm-hmm. I
1: don't really go to movies. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I thought
0: about it, but I was like, gosh, it's like two hours out of my day, and I wasn't feeling great then. Well, I, I say the day after Christmas, but I didn't. <laughs> we'll say
1: that I
3: highly recommend going to see it. It's yeah, very good. Emma playing. does a really good job. Um, okay. Emma does a really good job, and so does Sersha Ronan, who plays Joe. The but- who- you would. You, you would. Know, you would I don't know, know who her. anybody. Is you would so know really her <laughs> if you saw her face, but I highly recommend going to see it. It's really good, and Emma's in it, and she's awesome, and she's an ally of the LGBTQ community,
1: and she's great. I think so. so she was a
2: new girl crush for me.
1: Yeah, she's cute.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is that
1: the one in the preview that's like um,
3: doesn't
0: want to get married? She plays Joe, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah she's the writer. Yeah. Got it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: got it i got Um,
1: it i got it understood
3: and then last but definitely not least we wanted to announce a new fundraiser that we were going to be starting through swish uh katie and i as you guys know from june during pride month we created an entire pride line of merch and all of the proceeds from the merch went to um where did they go to again Glisten? Glisten, that's Thank right. Thank you. So... <laughs> I
2: kept wanting to say GLAD, which is also a it's great also a good one, place, but yeah. But.
3: Um, so, in light of recent events in the community, we really wanted to do something that helps the trans community, and we decided to make an extension of our Pride line and do a trans Pride line. Uh, it will be the lightning bolt with the colors for the trans pride flag and then we also have another cute little design that we're going to be working on and it's going to be launching next weekend but we're going we're going to basically sponsor somebody from our community who needs help with the financial burdens and costs of top surgery or bottom surgery or just like the hormonal medical things that you may want to ch- or choose to do uh, as being a member of the trans community. So the first person that we're going to be sponsoring is um, Kyra, who is the brother to our listener, Kat Tomcheck, Tomachak? I'm sorry if I said your last name wrong. I think it's Tomachek. We don't say anything correctly. So. We never say anything correctly. But um, so starting next weekend, we're going to be launching the Pride Line, the Trans Pride Line, and 100% of the proceeds are going to be donated to Kyra so that he can get his top surgery done. Perfect.
2: I'm so excited about that because you switchers always mm-hmm. get right behind us with so much.
3: Yeah. 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 So, um, and then once yeah. we complete that funding, we will move on to a, another person. And what we would really love for you guys to do, if you're a member of the trans community and you need help financially with any of those like medical expenses that go along with being transgender, um, send us your story basically in an email to swishflickcast at gmail.com. And we're just going to choose someone after we. Hit our funding goal for that person. We'll move on to somebody else, and we'll just keep going with the uh, with the pride line. And I'm sure that we'll add things to it, like as time goes on, so that we can have mm-hmm. more options for you guys to get.
2: Yeah, for is sure. the other design the thing that I thought? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited! <laughs> yeah. So,
2: yeah, we just want to help out any way we can, yeah. and obviously, we are you know we're all allies here, so whatever we can do true Kira is how you say it I'm sorry Kira Kira Kira, Kira. that's a cool name
0: it mm-hmm. is but
1: there we go Tiffany <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I just came out with it <laughs>
2: I needed to surprise
0: you I'd also like to say that you didn't recap the last episode which I would like to say in all 124 episodes is the best one
2: no, was it? I just want you full. and I talking <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's literally the one that I said the The title was uh, Sarah, Sarah talk, like can't stop talking or something or she talks forever. That's it was, true. It, it was you, a very long episode.
1: It was really long.
0: Guys. Yeah. Guys. I just want book. Okay. Last book. I'm, the length I talked it was enough for a
2: book. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> All right. Recap. This cup was on fire. <laughs> so proud of you. Fourth year, quits world crop, Krupp. 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 Uh, the Krupp. next word was crumb. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, Hot Cup of Fire, wizard Tournament, Harry mysteriously gets entered against his will, there's Three Tasks, a Yule Ball, there's a Death Eater at Hogwarts, lots of anxiety, S P E W. Ron's a butt but then he's cool again. Oh lord. <laughs> uh, dragons, Mermaids, Big Giant Maze, Maze leads to Graveyard, uh, Super Unnecessary, Avada Kedavra, Aww. Voldemort's back, Moody is Judy, and this is perhaps <laughs> the most traumatic year to date for poor harry. that no, was my favorite
1: recap you've ever <laughs> done thank you ever ever thanks ever. Okay. Ever, ever.
0: all right so harry is back i don't know why i'm laughing because this is not funny so harry's back <laughs> you're really and sad. he's sadder than ever
2: He's trying to
0: gather any information he can, but his aunt and uncle prove to make that difficult, because, you know, they're them. He heads to the playground and is alone on the swings when he hears and then kind of sees Dudley's gang from a distance, and he somewhat hopes that they come over him so they can have a go. So he watches as they walk out of sight, and then he gets up, and he starts to walk home, and he uh, waits to interact with Dudley until his little mates leave. Uh, They're having some words when suddenly they are attacked by a Dementor and Harry has to use magic, obviously, to get rid of it. Um, Dudley is not doing too great. And then Mrs. Big is there. And then, you know, she seems to know about the Dementors and she wants to kill him Fletcher. I don't think she's the only one.
2: (laughs) Word. (laughs) (laughs) Word.
1: I'm sure there's many people around the Wizarding World that would really like to see him just peace out. In the most not nice way possible, probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's pretty annoying.
0: He's like a slimy guy. I really you know? don't like him. <laughs> I wouldn't even call him slimy. He's like a sketch dude. Sketch.
1: A sketch <laughs> dude. He's a sketch dude. You know what it makes me think of is Doodle Bob.
2: Yes, I was just <laughs> saying that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> me hoimanoi. Doodle
2: <laughs> Bob. Get out. Is doodle it bob. SpongeBob? <laughs> doodle Bob. <laughs> and then
1: like yeah. your <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh.
2: goodness! All right. I shall enlighten you, Meg. Okay. Yes.
1: You make me sick. <laughs> tonight. So it's the hottest day of the summer on Privet Drive and we find out there's a drought. So the normally like shining perfect street is pretty much covered in dust. And Harry's the only person who's outside enduring the heat and he's laying in a flower bed, which I kind of like that would be that's like a perfect spot to lay. The ground is cool and I mm. bet it was feeling really good.
3: Well, I give him props for doing that because I could never just lay in the dirt.
1: <laughs> Seriously, you could never. If you are so okay. How how hot we were waiting for Haggard's ride. You wouldn't have no. laid in the dirt to cool down. Absolutely not.
3: Oh, I. Would've. I'm pretty sure I sat in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, we totally sat. I mean. No, because I'm so sweaty, it's gonna stick to
1: me. Yeah, but it uh-huh. feels so good. No, I'm gonna
0: wash know. off later. That's what showers
3: are I'll for. go in the bathroom and splash water all over me.
1: We didn't have a bathroom.
3: That's why Sarah
1: and I had to run down the street yeah. in Hogsmeade. <laughs> so Hagsmead, we, we ran down in Hagsmead. If we wouldn't have gone to the bathroom, things would have happened on that ride.
0: Yeah, wet seats, for sure. For sure.
1: Okay. So we get a little Harry re 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 recap as we always do. So Harry is a skinny, black-haired, bespeckled boy who had a pinched, slightly unhealthy look of someone who had grown a lot in a short space of time. Hello, (laughs) Grosspert. So he's wearing torn and dirty jeans, probably a hand-me-down from Dudley, and his t-shirt was baggy and faded, and the soles of his tennis shoes were peeling back. You guys, I have such beef with this. I said, it's bananas to me that Harry is in this kind of state. The Dursleys must really, really hate him to let him go about looking like this when they all know where he lives they probably just don't care but they, they don't care enough so, to do anything they're about so it involved. They're like, so involved like so about their appearance right. they must really hate him to let him do this to to have that reflect on to them everybody knows mm-hmm. what street he lives on especially this summer because he's walking around all the time yeah mm-hmm. also though i
3: mean like you do i mean like that's basically confirmed in this chapter whenever vernon is like we're done
1: get out yeah he doesn't care is at that all. this chapter that might be it's the next the, chapter sorry it's, okay, it's, it's the next one where he's jumping like, ahead <laughs> you have to leave Fozzie's crying in his sleep <laughs> <laughs> um so I was like oh there's a drought and then I was like but oh. was there a drought there was how very Sarah of you <laughs> <laughs> so when oh I did you th- look it up I, how funny I did <laughs> So in 1995, the UK and Ireland had a heat wave that went through and um, it was a severe weather event. This is quote um, from a website I'll tell you in a second. And it was between late July and late August. And it's part of the warmest summers recorded in UK. Wow. And one of the warmest Augusts that was ever recorded in many locations around the UK. And it was one of the driest summers ever recorded in the UK. So I like I that it's that saying
0: cool. <laughs> that it was reaching over 30 degrees Celsius, which is 86 degrees Fahrenheit in some which location. Which is like... For uh, Like, it's so weird to us, hear like yeah. other climates. Yeah. We're like, okay, like that's hot. That's but, like, hot,
1: but we've had hotter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But We're again, kinda,
0: like dying. they're more right. north than us, I believe. So.
1: Right. Makes sense. So it also had an exceptionally <laughs> low rainfall throughout the summer. And mm-hmm. we do read about how everybody usually has like their lawn watered um, manicured wa- watered mm-hmm. and stuff and everybody's it's like all brown and stuff. So, I did have a link posted from the European Drought Center <laughs> and it'll tell you everything you need to know. There's a lot of sciency uh pictures and things on there, so knock your socks off, friends. <laughs> so, Harry is now hiding under the hydrangea bush and that's the only way that the only way that someone would be able to see him is if they like popped out the window and looked directly down and he's laying there for a very specific reason. But I was like, oh, what's a hydrangea bush? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me click. No, thank you.
0: It's a bush of hydrangeas.
1: It's a shrub. A shrubbery. A shrubbery. (laughs) We want a A shrubbery. So um, it needs full sun and part sun exposure so you could do either or. can take any type of soil and it blooms in the summer and fall. You can have, get ready, blue, green, pink, purple, red, and white colored hydrangeas. You're welcome, everyone.
0: Hydrangeas are beautiful.
3: They
1: are very pretty. Yes. Mm -hmm. I enjoy them as well. (laughs) So Harry thinks that this spot was perfect because of the alternative. And here's a quote from the book. On the whole, Harry thought he was to be congratulated on his idea of hiding (laughs) here. He was not, perhaps, very comfortable lying in the hot, hard earth. It's probably cooler than the alternative. But on the other hand, nobody was glaring at him, grinding their teeth so loudly that he could not hear the news or shooting nasty questions at him, as had happened every time he had tried sitting down in the living room and watching television with his aunt and uncle. Because he's doing something specific with the news. So... Just as Harry's thinking these things, Vernon starts going off saying that he's happy. Harry stopped trying to butt in basically where he doesn't belong. And he's laughing at the fact that Harry's like saying that he's only trying to watch the news. And he's like, he doesn't need to watch our news. You know what I mean? But little does he know, right?
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. What? Sirius Black was on their news.
1: True. Truth. I don't know why he doesn't think that, though, because he knows that Sirius is Harry's godfather. Yeah. And he was on... Your news. He probably
0: forgot about it. Convenient, you know. Even he if he didn't, yeah. conveniently it was like yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. You know.
3: Yeah. yeah. And like, is he really gonna remember anything about Harry besides the fact that he's a wizard and they don't like him?
1: He's just such a bad person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> such mm-hmm. bad person. Um, Mrs. Fig, shout out to Fig. Hey, girl. <laughs> What's up? She makes her appearance and she's been asking Harry to come over for tea whenever she sees him. Ah. Uh,
3: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Lisa in the chat said, do we think that there's symbolism with the hydrangeas because they need a lot of water and Harry needs a lot of emotional care right now. The hydrangeas aren't getting the water they need because of the drought. I I like that. And
2: Harry has like a pretty big drought in his life right now. He does. Yeah. A drought of
0: friends. You know, if you think about like the way that Dumbledore, I don't want to say treats him, but how he has everyone like not really talk to him. like. He doesn't handle like he didn't handle things well like himself, so he doesn't know how to handle this with him. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I feel you. I feel you. I mean, as much as I love Dumbledore, he obviously makes a lot of errors. 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 Errors of his way. Yeah. So, and then we get to find out what Dudley's been up to. Are you so excited? Sure. Oh All right. <laughs> so his parents believe that he's been going out with his little friends. That daughter's Aww. little diddykins. Okay. Quote, Harry repressed a snort with difficulty. The Dursleys really were astonishingly stupid about their son. Has, I hate to say it, a lot of parents are. Probably including myself. Um, they had swallowed all of Dudley's dim-witted lies about having tea with a different member of his gang every night of the summer holidays. Harry knew perfectly well that Dudley had not been to tea anywhere. He and his gang had spent every evening vandalizing the play park smoking on the street corners and throwing stones at passing cars and children. Harry had seen them at it during his evening walks around little Winging. He had spent most of the holidays, wandering the streets, scavenging newspapers from bins all along the way.
0: I can't believe they're smoking. Throwing rocks.
1: Why are you throwing rocks at people? Oh, it's crazy. Lame.
0: That's how people get killed. True is true. Literally. literally. Or get damned, like, because people throw them over, throw things um, off overpasses, and then they literally kill slash, Mame. you know, maim people for life.
1: It's awful. Just,
0: yeah, don't do that.
1: Dudley, you should be grounded. So, and just then, at 7 o'clock, the news came on, and Harry's stomach turned. So, every single day, he listens to the news, and he's waiting because it's been a month of waiting, and he's waiting to hear about Voldemort making some kind of move, listening for anything suspicious, disappearances, murders, what have you. So the top story tonight was that there was a baggage handler strike, and that let Harry know that there wouldn't be any news, because it surely would be the leading story. So he could now kind of relax. It says, quote, Every day this summer had been the same. The tension, the expectation, the temporary relief, and then the mounting tension again. And always growing more insistent all the time. The question of why nothing had happened yet. He kept listening just in case there was some small clue not recognized for what it really was by muggles. An unexplained disappearance, perhaps, or some strange accident. And it says at last the the news reached a story about a water skiing, and I don't know how to say this, but jury cars, jury cars. budger riggers i don't know so i looked it up <laughs> i, I didn't know like, what it was either what is this well it's a long-tailed seed-eating parrot what usually <laughs> nicknamed the budgie or in american english a parakeet Oh. <laughs> okay, so it's a parakeet Got it. And it was water skiing, so I need you to picture that cuz that's really cute. <laughs> do
2: you guys remember Do you guys remember the water skiing squirrel?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: I, name, I think her name was Tweety. Are
1: you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so then Harry rolls over on his hands and knees and he's getting ready to get up and then something happens as it always does in Potter. He hears a, ly- a loud crack and it broke the silence of the quiet street. A cat streaked out from under a car and said, "McGee." it's not a shriek a bellow the breaking of china coming from the dursleys and then harry instinctively like jumps to his feet and all the while like pulling his wand from his waistband but he collides with the dursleys open window and the sound made aunt petunia shriek again even louder it just have you ever hit your head like this
0: yes Ooh. i don't think i have it makes
1: me sick yeah so and i said and much like harry will always feel from this point on <laughs> He felt like his head was been been split in two. His eyes were streaming. He's swaying and he's attempting to focus on the street where the noise came from. And then I didn't register this the f- like I don't know, the first time I read it in Homer Simpson fashion, two purple hands <laughs> close around Harry's throat.
2: Yeah. Jeez, Did you I didn't remember even, that? I didn't even notice that reading at this time. Yeah, his
1: throat, and all I could think of was Homer Simpson and Bart, you know.
2: Yeah, but, but like.
1: Closed around his throat. Jeez. That's some, you gotta be real serious to put your hands on somebody's throat. That's yeah. a
0: very intimate way to hurt slash yeah. kill someone. It takes a lot of power well, you're like real and intent. Right I'm just saying. <laughs> I've th- Not that I've thought about this, but like when hearing. No, no, no. When like hearing like um, of a situation proper. where someone does that. Like that makes me sick because like, you personal. had to be—it's so personal. You're very close, Ugh. yeah. But yeah. around
1: his throat, I was like, "Dude, that's a little excessive," especially for you yelling. And realistically, like, like,
0: you get- should know—like, he should know—that Harry's way more dangerous. Like
2: he could just yeah well bye well also you're so worried about what your neighbors think what if they look out the window and see you grabbing your nephew by his neck through (laughs) the window
1: right well Well, because
3: they've they've set up the neighborhood to think that he's a delinquent
2: yeah you're right you know
3: like oh god that kid's trouble he's getting what he deserves you know what i mean That's
2: terrible that is
3: terrible um so harry jumped up and like had his wand out immediately because he heard this noise and he immediately thought of apparition. So uncle Vernon is snarling at Harry to put his wand away. And Harry's so upset about green being gripped like that. Like, because he, Harry's focusing on the fact that somebody magical was in the street and he's trying to figure it out. And uncle Vernon is hindering that by, you know, yelling at him and like choking him. Mm-hmm. So like an electric shock went through Harry and it made Uncle Vernon let go of him like lightning,
2: like Probably. lightning. <laughs> Probably, like you know,
0: when um you have uh, Ooh, like yeah, when you, Static. Like, yeah yeah and you act, like and it you hurts. Either you either accidentally touch someone or you just zap them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i like,
1: hurt. Rubs his feet on the carpet and goes. Psh. Yeah. <laughs> um.
3: So Harry could not see any sign of anyone operating from the noise. And Vernon is playing it off like a car backfiring to the neighbors that are glaring outside the window like, what is going on? Uh, though I don't really understand, like, wh- he probably just assumes that they're glaring at him, but, like, in reality, like... I would be at the window if I heard
1: something like If I heard loud, that, I would yeah. be looking out
3: the window. Like, mm-hmm. I, he just... It's just, like, they always think that it's always about them.
1: Oh, yeah. You know it what I mean? Very self-centered.
3: Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um... So Vernon and Harry are arguing about the fact that he didn't make the noise. And then it turns out and then it turns into, well, why were you lurking under our window? And Harry tells them again that he was listening to the news and they don't believe him. And I just love sassy Harry's line where he goes, well, it changes every day. You see. He I love it. I know. Like that is so deserved. It was great. Um, So Aunt Petunia calls him a nasty little liar about telling them that they don't know what's going on. I can't stand her. She then asks what all the owls are doing if they aren't bringing him the news and sassy Harry strikes again and Vernon says we're not stupid you know and Harry goes well that's news to me and as he knows that he's in trouble as soon yep. as the words leave his mouth yep. so he quickly like hurries out from you know away from Vernon's grasp and is just like walking.
1: Yep. Um. Pieces out. Which, yeah. He's just like so peace.
0: Yes. Um. I just want to point because other people are pointing it out with Harry, um, having that reaction to the noise is like a very uh, PTS thing, PTSD thing. Yes. Thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I mean, there's no way he doesn't have PTSD with no. everything that he's got. Well, and
3: to. like the way that she's talking about, like all of these things that go through Harry's head, like it's very clearly anxiety. Yes. Like. He hears that noise and immediately all of these things go through his brain. Like, well, what if it's X, Y, Z? Like, it could be this, could Mm -hmm. be that. Who knows what's going on? And, like, that is very clearly anxiety, which is a result of PTSD.
0: Yeah. And, like, with with him, um, with what Tiffany read about, you know, like, every day he's, like, it starts off the same where, like, it's all that tension building. Like, that's, like, literally, like, I can feel, like, if I can feel his anxiety. Like,
1: I get it. just, like, waiting for it. Yeah. 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 Um,
3: so Harry, as he is walking, is still thinking about that cracking noise. He was sure that it had been made by someone apparating or disapparating, which means someone magical had been near him. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, was it Dobby? That's the sound that it made whenever Dobby disapparated. Yeah. Um. And he's taken this walk many times this summer because he has been super frustrated about the lack of communication between his friends and between Sirius and any of the adults that are in his life that are a part of the magical world. So um, he was just like, and then he's thinking in his head, he's like, maybe I'm just so desperate for any contact that I imagined the sound. Like maybe it really didn't happen, even though like we know it clearly did because many other people reacted to it. But in his mind... It's the anxiety again yeah. where it's like, oh, well, maybe I didn't even hear it. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you did. Like, it's OK. But it's just it's anxiety. Like you, you talk
0: yourself out of it. Right. It's yeah. like that can it's like this. I. Yeah. Yeah. I really am like, I, I get it. Like.
3: <laughs> right. Like I've like I've felt what he's feeling. I know exactly like. Yeah. He, you like get something in your mind and you're like, well, what if. You know, like this happened, or maybe it was mm-hmm. this, or maybe it was this. You make up. You know scenarios. what? Nothing happened. Like, mm-hmm. why am I thinking about? Do you this? know I what need to I stop. do?
1: And that's a, f- a form of what I have with anxiety is like going. If I'm anxious about going into something, I make up different things that could happen, and I literally sometimes have to physically like shake myself and be like, None of those things happen, and yeah. most of them are completely outlandish. And why would they happen? Right. It's, yeah
0: I do that as well. It's,
1: it's anxiety yeah, it just <laughs> I hate it, dude. Well,
0: yeah. and really, I had someone tell me once, um her daughter had either read something or like had listened to something, and it said, like you're not you're like the the anxiety is coming from like You thinking of what's going to happen? It's not. You're not really anxious about like whatever. It's like the thought of everything. Yeah. And I'm like, that's like exact. I'm like, yeah. Like she said, I'm like, yes, yeah. Like I'm thinking of like like he's saying, you know, it could be this, this, this could be like A, B, C, D, whatever. Mm. And you know, it really could be none of them. You don't know. Right. But like you go into it being like trying, trying to like almost soothe yourself and be like, this is how it's gonna be. But really, you have no idea when you're walking into a situation.
3: Right. And then you pick one of those things and you're convinced that Mm -hmm. that is what happened. Mm -hmm. And then all you do is just like stew on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, hold on. I don't even know if this is what happened. Why am I thinking about it so much? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Harry, you know, Aunt Petunia mentioned the owls coming all the time. And Harry was getting the daily profit every morning at 5 a.m. He would set an alarm so that he could pay the owl that would bring the daily profit. And he said, "When the idiots who ran the Prophet realized that Voldemort was back, it would be on the front page. So lately, he hadn't even been opening the papers; he'd just been taking it from the owl, looking at the front page, and throwing it aside because there's nothing there.
1: Well, and we find out later, I believe, that they were hiding it inside. Well, they were, yeah. They were they were putting things inside, especially about Harry. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, because doesn't Hermione? This is chapters in." Um, say she, like has them say Grimmelter. something like haven't you been reading the paper and he's like well I look at the front cover and she's like open it up yeah I don't know I'm I like have to look start at all of these uh, I go back to work on Monday say a tweet and so I'll start listening to the book again rather than just like reading it because I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna listen to it a couple more times this year I yeah. think I probably will too and then I'm gonna move on to six and seven again because oh I'm gonna do that in between Star Wars books because I want to be able to make those connections. Yeah. Now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Um, so we learned that Harry had been getting letters all summer from Ron, Hermione, and Sirius, but none of them contained any news at all. They would say things like, we can't say much about you know what, obviously. We've been told not to say anything important in case our letters go astray. We're quite busy, but I can't give you details here. There's a fair amount going on. We'll tell you everything when we see you. And Harry's like, but when am I going to see them? Nobody seems keen on giving me a date. Like, they'll just say, I expect it'll be soon. Um, so we know that they are forming the Order of the Phoenix right now. Harry doesn't know that. It's already formed. They're, like, working, right? Mm-hmm. Um, bringing you back. Right. And they aren't at the borough, like Harry thinks, that they are They're at 12 Grimald Place. And I said, when do you think that Hermione
0: got there?
1: I don't know. How much time do you think she spent with her family? I hope she spent some time with them. I it think, doesn't
0: seem like it. I
1: know. like, But well, I wonder,
0: too, if she's trying to, like, you know how she, like, oblivious and basically. Them. So I wonder if she, like, tries to not spend a lot of time with them because she knows where it's going to go. It just hurts my heart. Yeah. But I mean,
3: I, I don't I, know. I think I kind of, like. I tried to do a little bit of research just to like see what other people thought about like how much time she was with the yeah. Weasleys and everything. And one person and I think that this was on like Cora or Reddit, but they were just like discussing how like when they think Hermione got there and like what was going through her mind and and they a lot of them said things like Well, it's probably more difficult for her to get the news when she's with her parents because Mm -hmm. she has to rely on just the Daily Prophet. Mm -hmm. And her being with the Order of the Phoenix, like with Ron at Grimald Place, they may not be allowed into the conversations. But like, as we know, like they have the extendable ears, people Mm -hmm. talk, they hear things like through the grapevine. So like she felt safer being around people who she could get more news from. Mm -hmm. So that's why she decided to, like, be there more than with her parents. And potentially, her being with her parents could put them in danger. Yeah. So I think that it was – she had to find this happy medium of, like, obviously I want to see my parents, but I also really need to keep up to date on the news that's going on. So –
0: that's she kind was of how probably, I think about
3: him. Yeah, yeah, she was probably there for a lot of the summer. I would
0: agree. Well, they've only been really out a month. It's like because right, it yeah. was the end of June when they finally got home, and I don't think um, it's not his birthday yet. Correct? No. no. So in my mind, she might have spent maybe a week or two because I like
1: you're no, saying. No, it is
3: because they sent him honey dukes and he threw it away. Oh yeah, yeah. It's okay, peak. so oh. it's, it's just. So has been a month. Oh, okay. okay. So
1: why would you throw that away? Because he was he angry, angry at, at it. them. He regretted it.
0: (laughs) Um, But, like, I think that she spent some time, but she's worried about her parents being in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And maybe she doesn't want them to know because then they would probably be like, you're not going back to school.
3: Yeah. And I bet you she wants to keep them as in the dark as possible so that, like, if they get questioned, they don't really know much. Yeah. But she does admit in Deathly Hollows that, like, they know more than she wishes they did, which is why she felt she had to... um, I
1: wonder if there's... Erase like, their
3: memory. I wonder mm-hmm.
1: if there's, like, some kind of communication, like, between Hogwarts and Muggle Parents that's, like, specific for them. Possibly. I would think that Like there a newsletter or something. Because,
3: like, think about, like... I mean, these kids start going there when they're 11, so, like, that's still grade school in (laughs) our system, and, like, you send newsletters all the time with kids, even in grade school, you know, and, like, even high school, we would get some, like, not as much, because it's more, like, they put it on you as your responsibility, but...
1: Like there's some stuff that goes to the parents,
0: but like, did they tell everyone like what was happening at school? Probably not. They're like,
1: hey, uh, there was like a basement thing that opened. There was an <laughs> animal in there. Everything's fine. Yeah. Like, can you imagine being like a
3: like a muggle parent being like, oh my god, what is going on? No, I can't imagine.
0: But Stress too, inducing. like, what if what if they just don't understand? So like, they don't tell them. True. I don't know.
3: That's hmm. well. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, so he guessed Ron and Hermione were together just based on their letters, which he's correct. So he was so angry at them that he'd thrown out their birthday presents of Honey Duke's chocolates unopened, but then immediately regretted it after Aunt Petunia gave him salad for dinner. <laughs> um, Harry was upset that he wasn't the one doing busy things. The one, what, he realized he... Er, Oh, my God. I can't talk. He was upset that he wasn't the one busy doing things. After all, he had been the one who had seen it happen. He watched Cedric get murdered. He proved himself capable of handi- handling much more than Ron and Hermione. Ooh. So this is like, I think I think that this line is potentially something that people use as like, I hate Harry in this book but at the end of the day like he's just very frustrated right now. For sure. And yeah. and like whenever you're super frustrated about a situation or about something like a lot of the times you will say things that you don't really mean. And I and I think that like yes, it is true that he is the one that experienced it, he went through it. He's definitely proved himself himself capable though later on in this book he is like well it's all luck you know but like right now he's mad so he's saying Mm -hmm. these things like well i proved Mm -hmm. that i can do it i don't understand why i'm not there
0: yeah but he
3: also doesn't realize that like even though ron and hermione are there they're They're not not allowed to do anything
0: Yeah. Yeah. well and too like for him he's probably just feeling so useless like he's so used to being like in the thick of the things with like all the stuff going on that really hasn't translated over into a summer yet so this is really the first summer where things are happening and mm-hmm. he feels like every single year that he's been in the wizarding world and that he's been, been at Hogwarts. He's the one that's doing stuff. You know what I mean? He, he is has the one, FOMO right now. For sure. Like he's, he's feeling useless and he's feeling like there's so much that like that I can do and they're not letting me and they're not even like giving me any information. So it's just got to be horribly um, frustrating. frustrating. So, yeah.
1: so we're bringing FOMO into 2020. Yeah. I don't know.
3: Um, so we're clearly seeing, and as we've said it, like a ton already, like there's clear PTSD here because Harry then talks about his dreams. He says that he's dreamed about Cedric's murder. He's told himself sternly to not think about it during the day because he already sees it happen over and over again at night. Yeah. So he doesn't want to think about it at night and when he's awake. Um, He doesn't seem, he also doesn't seem as mad about Sirius' letters, even though he's still frustrated. He feels like Sirius's also contain words of caution and consolation instead of just like tantalizing him with hints of what's going on, which it's funny that he uses that word because it's like clearly you're seeing all of this frustration towards Ron and Hermione. He's even using verbiage such as like oh well they're like teasing me with these hints like how dare they when in reality like he's probably reading into it way too much but again
1: that's anxiety it's probably Hermione being like okay I can tell him this and maybe this will help him you know get through a little bit like he's like no he's taking it the wrong way (laughs)
3: right it's anxiety (laughs) like all of this really just comes back to Harry having serious anxiety yeah
0: I bet you serious has his own anxiety it's Harry's anxiety yeah that's true
3: (laughs) 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 um (laughs) so harry is still walking while all of this is going through his mind and he's heading towards the quote play park (gasps) so cute oh
2: my god my sister calls it a play park
3: and we thought that it was just like funny that she said that and then i was like oh yeah that's like a british thing isn't it your sister is british um harry thought wonderful (laughs) harry thought about how he actually had been quite good over the summer and he had resisted flying to the borough on his own uh he thought his behavior had been very good considering how frustrated (laughs) and angry he felt at being stuck on privet drive this am it's just like yeah i've been a really good boy can not i leave now (laughs) Uh, reduced to hiding in flower beds in the hope of hearing something that might might point might do it (laughs) So <laughs> what lord voldemort was doing nevertheless it was quite galling to be told not to be rash by a man who had served 12 mm. years in the wizard prison Preach. as man escaped attempted to commit the murder <laughs> he had been convicted <laughs> for in the first place and then gone on the run with a stolen hippogriff <laughs> and i said that this He's is also
1: amazing
3: <laughs> this is also like a different way of joe giving us more of a recap mm-hmm. which what? i thought
1: can everyone just look at my dog for a second
3: recap oh Foz Foz, you're so cute (laughs) he's got his little head on the couch like
2: just
1: hello so cozy shout out to everyone's quality pooch quality pooches, (laughs) and quality kitties
2: yes it's yellow. it's yellow thanks all right so harry sets off towards the play park and he sits down on one of the swings and he's staring moodily at the ground. Harry <laughs> is totally emo right now. Um, tomorrow he'd have to think of a new way to hear the news. Like, how sad is this? In the meantime, he had nothing to look forward to but another restless, disturbed night.
1: And the dread and anxiety you have going into that.
2: hmm And as <coughs> Mike said, like, he was having these nightmares but even if he didn't have those nightmares, he would dream about long, dark corridors. Hmm. They all had dead ends and locked doors. Hmm and he oh, he guessed familiar. this is because he feels like he's trapped right now but we'll find out later he's actually like having visions having real visions because he's, like he's a, a seer. seer right <laughs> 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 so his scar is still prickling quite often but he isn't even bothering telling anybody because when his scar hurts that means Voldemort is near or getting more power and that's pretty obvious right now so he doesn't even think it's worth it so i wanted to read A lot of this chapter is very Harry internal. Like, all all of it. Yes.
3: Um, Really quick, I wanted to say that Vinny in the live chat says that this is kind of the first book that Harry turns more into a character and not just a protagonist.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. You spend a lot of time in Harry's head, which is why I think, at least in my part, like, I have a lot of read from chapters because it's like, I can't just be like, well, Harry was angry, but that doesn't give you an idea of, like what he was what's really going on i got you
3: i also wanted to point out something that ethan said and um he said i think in a way it's also metaphorical the doors locked are him feeling like he needs to know so much more
2: yeah yeah i can't go through them i like that yeah i mean i don't like it because it's sad right well yeah i like your interpretation i like it i like sad things sad (laughs) things
1: with sarah in this chapter
2: (laughs) the injustice of it all welled up inside of him so that he wanted to yell with fury. If it hadn't been for him, nobody would even have known Voldemort was back. And his reward was to be stuck in Little whinging for four solid weeks, completely cut him off cut off from the magical world, reduced to squatting among dying begonias so that he could hear about water skiing budge riggers.
1: <laughs> Parakeets. Budge riggers. <laughs> I don't know how, how would to you say, say it. that. I don't know, but I did just watch a squirrel jump from branch to branch and it was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How could Dumbledore Bajurigars?
1: Bajurigars. Parakeets Parakeets, Parakeets. <laughs> Water skiing
2: Parakeets. How could Dumbledore have forgotten him so easily? Why had Ron and Hermione got together without inviting him along too? How much longer was he supposed to endure Sirius, telling him to sit tight and be a good boy, mm. or resist the temptation to write the stupid Daily Prophet and point out that Voldemort had returned? These furious thoughts whirled around in Harry's head, and his insides ri- insides writhed with anger as a sultry velvety night fell around him. The air full of the smell of warm, dry ga- gas. <laughs> 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 Do you swear? Oh, no, it's a gas instead a grass. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't. I'm not reading what you... I almost said I can't read. Uh, Obviously, I didn't know what you were reading.
2: The oh air full of the smell of warm, dry grass. Gas. And the only sound of <laughs> that of the low grumble of traffic on the road beyond the park railings. So Harry's got a lot of feels mm-hmm. at this moment. He's got time. a lot going on in his brain. Yes. That's overwhelming. Yeah,
1: it? for sure. Uh,
2: yep. I know. <laughs> it's being so dumb. Okay. So he sits there on the swing until he starts hearing these voices. And it's Dudley and his gang. Dudley's a little different this year. He's as big as ever, but apparently he's been doing a year of hard dieting and he has also discovered boxing. So he's the junior heavyweight interschool boxing champion. So he's this big, now kind of like cut dude. (laughs) And Harry doesn't think it's anything to celebrate because while he's not scared of Dudley anymore, he still doesn't think that, you know, you should be happy about him actually learning how to punch yeah mm-hmm. um and apparently all the neighborhood children are absolutely terrified of him that
1: is so sad yeah mm. yeah especially yeah. for the park that's like down the street <coughs> for them and it's like a scary place Mm-hmm. i there were there were some kids in my neighborhood
3: growing up who were kind of like that and like it just i just r- remember you would walk to the park and you would like get to the point where you can see the people that are there and you would notice them and you'd be like oh Work time to turn around. And you'd have to turn around and just go back home.
0: I'm grateful I never had that. It sucked.
1: I ran through a field growing up playing Lion King, so I don't
0: know. No, I mean, we had a park right down at the end of our street, um, and there really wasn't people... Like there were woods, too, we weren't allowed to go in there like that's where like the not the scary people, the but like sea. that's where like the Dudley people would have been would be the the the, the wooded part the of the park yeah. or the other end where there wasn't anything like not the kid park yeah. right I just, which is the part that I
2: played in yeah, I didn't have anything with like park related, but like I mean, I had a bully in school who I was a target, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like there's always that one kid that is exactly like Dudley Raise what did kids. they say to you? Who were they? They said mean stuff. Get it's okay.
3: Yeah, I
0: got made fun of because I had curly hair. I got
2: made fun of because I had about short right. hair. right.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> got made good. fun of because I wasn't super skinny. So, you
2: know, it happens. Just be kind. Yeah. Teach your children to be kind. Don't be a Dudley. <laughs> don't be a don't Dudley, be Dudley, and be Dudley and don't be a Richard.
1: Uh, <laughs> episode title, Don't Be a Dudley. <laughs> I love it.
2: So Harry he is watching Dudley and his crew, and he finds himself thinking, "Like, hey, I'm right here. Come on, come and have a go. Like, dude, he's I'm ready. sitting right here. Yeah, he just wants to pick he's a fight. Got that
1: pent up aggression mm-hmm. and From not, all his feels.
2: Not just that, but he thinks it would be fun to watch Dudley in that kind of situation. So to see Dudley well, in you, front of you, his you, boys, yeah, make a wish for a it. It kind of would be." <laughs> Sarah. No, but like, do you mean, cause like he's terrified of Harry, cause
0: like regardless yeah. of like, regardless of Harry saying like, technically not, not technically, he's not allowed to do magic outside of school. Mm-hmm. But like Dudley's like, I, you know, there's always a chance like, will he?
2: Like, right. I, I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. So he thinks it'd be fun to like try and see Dudley not lose face in front of his gang, but like he also doesn't want to provoke mm-hmm. Harry because he's scared of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but this quote is. It's pretty dark. Like, we hit this book dark heart, like, right away. Um, Quote, It would be really fun to watch Dudley's dilemma, to taunt him, watch him, with him powerless to respond. And if any of the others tried hitting Harry, Harry was ready. He had his wand. Let them try. He'd love to vent some of his frustration on the boys who had once made his life hell. Yeah, like this kid is just ready. Yeah, he
1: needs- ready.
2: Like, have you ever, like, have you ever
0: been that way where, like, you're so pent up, like, even just to cry, you're like, I'm gonna purposely do something so, like, to get the reaction out of myself, yeah, That I want.
1: No. I've never done that personally. I've never
0: I've never done it in the aspect of, like, I want to start a fight with someone. But when, like, I, I can feel myself, like... You need a good really, cry? Really, really emotional. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, I need a good like, cry. I'll I've not Hannah. done that,
1: but I, I do know that, like, some people, like, feel that frustration. They need to cry, so they put on something sad or a, a think about something sad yeah. just to cry it out.
0: Mine's usually, like, mine, I'll, like, need it, and then, like, something will happen. Like, I don't... Not that I won't let myself cry, like, watching something sad, but it's usually, like, soon and then I'm, like, crying about, like, the dumbest thing ever, and I'm, like, well, I needed a good cry, and there it was. Like, I just was sobbing over, you know, watching a Christmas movie.
1: Yeah. It
0: was a good movie. I watched Klaus on (laughs) Netflix. Sabbed. sobbed.
2: (laughs) The part of this, though, that I, I don't know, I want to see what you guys think is... Like, I know Harry has every right. And when I read this the first time, you just think, oh, sassy Harry. He's angry, mm. that whole book. But, like, now I'm like, oh, he had, like, a lot of real, legit feelings. Mm-hmm. He had every right to feel how he felt. Right. Um, but he also does have this new, really new, real connection with Voldemort. Because Voldemort's, like, yeah, back mm-hmm. for real. So the, <laughs> the words to taunt him, watch him with them, powerless to respond that right there feels very Voldemort Voldemort to me. And I don't know if that is a direct influence and if it's just like mixed with everything that Harry's feeling. No, I
1: think it it perfectly reflects (laughs) what Voldemort does to other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, he likes to be that bigger guy and he likes to watch people be in those situations and hurt them and watch them be powerless. Right. So I think that um, if Voldemort has those feelings and then Harry's feeling all of his emotions that it for sure can get transferred, for lack of a better term, over to Harry. And Harry can feel those things that he might not have necessarily felt himself. He might have wanted to um, see Dudley in that situation where Dudley wouldn't know what to do in front of his friends. But I'm not sure that Harry would have taken it a step further to think to, what did you say, uh, see him powerless to l- respond and like it, um, it would just I feel ready like to like hurt the others yeah 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 i
2: agree with you go for it
0: if you think about it that's kind of this this connection like the whole fifth book is him wondering you know am i really like he's having these thoughts then he's thinking am I really as good of a person as all these people think that I am? You know, am I... feeling Voldemort's feelings. Yeah, and and not only just Voldemort's feelings, but he's going through a lot. You know, and his brain is working overtime because he's going through all of these emotions that he really didn't have time to process in the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just... He's gone through a ton, and now he's thinking... You know, I have all this anger inside of me because of what happened. And with Dudley being a Dudley for, you know, 15 years or 14 years that he's been living with them. Mm -hmm. And he's he's got all of these things built up. And it's like all this pressure and it's not being released. And so he's like reacting this way because he doesn't really have a healthy way. No, a healthy way of of getting rid of of venting it, of getting rid of it. He can't
1: talk about it.
2: He can't do it. He has no one there.
0: Yeah. So like that's just like the whole this whole book, really, is, like, am I really good? Or like, why am I thinking this way? But I think that's somewhat normal to have thoughts like that.
2: He's yeah. also a teenager. Right yeah. Now. That's, so like, teen- when
0: you're a teenager, I mean, I know I was not that nice all the time, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. It's a combination of, like, all of the things you're saying, plus the fact that, like, Voldemort really does have a body now. Yeah. So his connection with Voldemort could have completely changed in that instant and like Mm -hmm. so not only is he just dealing with ptsd being a teenager growing up dealing with dudley all these things that you guys literally just said on top of the fact that like he had some sort of connection before but it was pretty faint and like now it's more it's like Mm -hmm. a lot more
1: because of voldemort being back within right like a human form right so like having those full-fledged thoughts and feelings like mm -hmm. i I don't i don't want to say that voldemort didn't have those like full full like thoughts and feelings when he didn't have a body but he was weak but Mm -hmm. i feel like because i think his goal was more towards getting a body back
2: yeah and now
1: his goals are other things if you think about it feelings are going in
0: my body's back if you think about it like a string that's attaching them and like when they when he was weak it was like really loose and now it's like tighter. It's I don't taut. know why I snapped. No, but that, make, that t- makes that makes a lot
3: sense a lot of sense. So and like, like it ties yeah. in not only to like the emotions that Harry has because of the PTSD and because of, you know, him being a fifteen year old and him having all of these crazy things that happen to him, like Harry just being Harry on top of now all of these new feelings that, like, he's feeling from Voldemort, because, like you said, like, before Voldemort may have had ideas, but, like, now he can actually execute them, Mm -hmm. potentially. So that's, like, even stronger.
1: I want to bring up something from, um, Morgan Warner in the chat. She says, do you think he is... Oh, darn it.
3: Do you think he's more vulnerable Thanks. because he's emotionally volatile, as discussed in his occlumency
1: lessons? I would say 100%. Yeah, he, sure. he doesn't know that he has to block anything, so therefore he is not. Right. So everything's coming through. Yeah. Well,
0: like I said, like, you know.
3: And he sucks at occlumency anyway.
0: When, when you know, when That's you rude. grow up with like a solid, um, I don't even know, like he grew up in a very uh, emotionally terminal. Is that? Turmoil, you know, with the, with with his aunt and uncle who didn't like him and didn't care for him, but they like he was raised there, so he doesn't have those emotional ways to like you to deal with his emotions in like a healthy, positive way. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know how to do that, anyways. Adding on to the fact that obviously we see that he can't close himself off, but he does doesn't know how to do it. You know, where yeah. you normally learn that from whomever is raising you. If you're raised in, you know, not a Dudley and Brennan Dursley
1: and, household yeah with uh, being a Harry Potter yeah but honestly yeah. Th- how much parenting is going on with Dudley
2: for sure mm-hmm, not right. much
1: you know we, sure. I mean we can say a lot about the way that they treat Harry but um when you s- step back and look at it as an adult they're they're treating Dudley poorly as well yes as parents
0: yes
3: absolutely yeah, because they're just blind to like everything going on with him
1: because he, too, they're, they're, you, they're either blind or
0: they're they're ignoring. Well, because even if you think of like the very first book, when he realizes that he is one less present than the year before, he I like hate. freaks out like that's not, you know, he too is emotionally stunted.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I mean, we could we could talk for hours and days Coping about, mechanism about the way is that what I was
0: looking for. And that, that my
1: friend Regine no, no. <laughs> Gave me the words. <laughs> Coming in clutch.
2: So Harry's amping himself up for this fight. But I think lucky for him, they didn't see him. They just keep going on by. And Harry has a moment to be like, yeah, picking a fight isn't really a smart move. I can't use magic. I'm going to risk being expelled again because what he has, Dobby's spell against him. And technically he has that blowing up Aunt Marge spell against him. (laughs) So he already has two strikes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like technically that right there is foreshadowing too to like what's literally going to happen. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And
2: like
0: he knows that Fudge is not with him anymore. Right. oh mm-hmm. no
1: definitely I spent uh, if you think back to the uh, it probably wasn't the last chapter but pr- I think second to last chapter the parting of the ways or something mm-hmm. like this right mm-hmm. yeah um the uh, parting
3: of the ways literally Dumbledore and Fudge
1: yeah. yeah so it was um the order of the phoenix pitted verse the ministry of magic like it's it's over between them there is mm-hmm. no relationship but be- between them anymore and harry knows that because he was there for everything and he knows that the way that fudge was looking at him speaking about him saying how can you believe this boy when he's clearly deranged and because he was reading the prophet about harry and so you know harry saying this like he literally he doesn't have them any f- more to treat him like a harry potter you know right. what i mean like the harry potter effect is gone it, for, it, from the ministry it's gone from the ministry for sure
2: yeah i'm not saying that bad against harry like he didn't choose that but like now like if something bad happens and as we see it's instantly like well you're a criminal Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you did something wrong yeah even though he didn't
1: yeah even though somebody did it on
2: purpose Mm. and we'll get to that so harry thinks well there you go serious i didn't do anything rash i kept my nose clean exactly the opposite of what you would have (laughs) done (laughs) um so Apparently, he's so spiteful. I know, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, like, it's really true, though. Yeah, <laughs> so petty. petty. Um, but but
3: again, anxiety does that to you for sure. Mm-hmm. It makes you petty about the dumbest stuff.
2: It's true. Um, so Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon feel that whenever Dudley decides to turn up at home, that's curfew, and that's when you should probably be home. And any time cool. after that is way too late. So he's like, "Well, if the gang's going back, I should probably head back to Privet Drive." So he does eventually catch up with the boys and he's listening into their conversations and you hear Squilled like a pig, didn't he? And then another one goes, nice right hook, big D, which Awful Great nickname, sir. All right, leave it. Move on. I know. Kate. (sighs) (laughs) I know. So Harry waits until the others leave, which I think is kind of smart for him. You don't need to pick a fight with i mean you're you're he, a small dude he really doesn't need to
0: pick a fight with <laughs> anybody, all. Yeah, I
2: yeah whatever he was he was feeling antsy yeah um but he does catch up to dudley after the other ones leave and he's like hey big d so then <laughs> dudley turns around he's like oh it's you and harry starts taunting him and he's like so how long have you been big d cool name you'll always be ickle diddikins to me <laughs> 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 and Dudley's like getting more and more mad. Tells him to like shut it, shut his face. And um, Harry's just like, oh, do your boys know that your mom calls you that? Does do they know about Popkin and Dinky Diddy Dums? Can I use those? And he just keeps venting all of this out at him because he has no one else to do that to right now. He can't yeah. really talk to Ron and Hermione. He can't mm-hmm. really talk to Sirius. Like he is a thousand percent alone. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that Dudley beats up little kids around the neighborhood. It's terrible, so awful. Like, literally a 10-year-old. And Dudley's like, well, he was asking for it. Mm, no. Please,
0: sir, may I have another?
2: <laughs> um, and, he uh cheeked me. Yeah, Harry just keeps taunting him. He said, oh, yeah, he cheeked you? Did he say that you looked like a pig that's been taught to walk on its hind legs? Because <laughs> that's not cheek, Dud. That's true.
3: He's <laughs> on he's it. On. Like right now. Oh, <laughs> he's ready. on it, yeah.
2: Ooh. So Dudley's getting more and more angry. Um, but they're both still walking back home. Um, and then Dudley comes back at Harry and he's like, oh, you think you're a big man carrying that thing? And meaning his wand. I mean, it could literally kill you. So right. watch out. Yeah. You know? And Harry's like, oh, what this? And pulls it out. And Harry's like, well, or Dudley's like, you're not allowed. You'll get expelled. And Harry's like, well, you don't know if they changed the rules or not. <laughs> <laughs> um... So they go back and forth and then, oh, sorry, I'm skimming as I read. Oh, so then Dudley pulls out kind of a low blow. Oh, yeah, a low blow. So he's like, oh, you're not as brave at night, are you? And he's like, Harry's like, oh, this is night. That's what it's called when it goes dark like this. (laughs) (laughs) And Dudley's like, no, when you're in bed. And Harry's like, what are you talking about? And he starts talking about how Harry talks in his sleep and how he says, don't kill Cedric, don't kill Cedric. And Harry's, or he's like, who's Cedric, your boyfriend? Which, all right, you know, Dudley. But Harry's like, oh my God, like, he doesn't know that he does that. Mm -hmm. So he's like, "Uh, you're lying, but like, clearly. And apparently he yells for his parents in his sleep, which is so sad, really sad um and harry's just telling him to like shut up he's warning me and that or i'm warning you and then all of a sudden dudley's like don't you point that thing at me because harry's uh yeah he's had it he's got his wand out <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
3: but like do you blame him i mean no like, but harry also a-
2: pushed him to this point well, as well for
3: sure but like it's not it's not a smart move but like
2: it's
0: not a smart move on either one's nerd,
2: part no, no but
3: like what dudley did also was like like you guys said a super low blow
0: yeah But, like, if I, like, I could see both reasons why both of them are going into this fight. Like, Harry just wanted to pick a fight with someone, and then Dudley's gonna be like, well, okay, you're saying all this stuff, I'm gonna say this to you to, like, you know, a low blow, but still, it's gonna get the job done.
3: Yeah, and, like, it sucks because Harry isn't able to talk about it, so, like, Dudley doesn't really know how big of a situation that even is, and, like... The fact that he's taunting him, like, he doesn't understand that, like, that really happened. That yeah. was real trauma. Right? Like, it was real. He's thinking, yeah. like, oh, well, I'm just going to, like, poke fun at this dream yeah. that he has, whatever. When in reality, like, it's so much more than that.
0: Yeah. Like, it's traumatic to watch someone be killed right in front of your eyes or die right in front of your eyes.
3: Yeah, and Dudley imagine. doesn't
0: know that he went through all of that. Not that, I mean, even if he did, I don't think he would really care because he's mm-hmm. Dudley. And at this point in time, he just doesn't care. <clears throat> so um years of anger and hate really towards dudley and all of the trauma of the past year with school have brought um harry to his the to the bubbling surface what am i even saying i don't know <laughs> I, I, I don't you, i did so. not read anything that was
2: written <laughs> i do that too and I'm like, what, what, okay. what coming, what's coming out of my mouth so he
0: pulled out his his wand. is out and he's threatening dudley with it and he's basically like don't talk about it again like and Dudley gasps and it's like completely dark. When I just went really fast. But so he's basically like, don't talk about my dad. Don't talk about any of the situation, like threatening him. I almost said threatening him with a knife. It's a wand. Um, so ass. like they're literally in the middle of like the conversation and all of a sudden it goes dark. Um, Dudley gasps, completely dark, like literally nothing. The It's almost like all, all of the lights in the entire world went out. No stars, no moon, no street lights. And it was very silent. Like, you couldn't even hear the cars or anything.
2: Have you ever had that kind of pressing darkness on your eyes? Like, when you maybe first like say you're like out in i don't know like when you first shut off the lights to like go to bed or something but it's like just straight black
0: no cuz a lot of times my eyes adjust really quickly yes. like and i can not that i can see it's in the dark scary man but like i can kind of see in the dark to so, the point where like when <laughs> i was <laughs> a kid <National? laughs> no when i was a kid and Bridget and i would share a room when we were kids pretty
1: much have raccoon eyes. i
0: i could not like i could see her from where she would turn the light off to her bed and it scared me everything scared me as a child so like i couldn't watch her like i'd had to hold like close my eyes and like whatever
1: um there's a place that marty and i stay in and it has no windows so like when you turn off the lights the lights are off yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah. um it's and it was like you feel like something's on your eyes it's weird yeah
0: um and it's very cold and so for a moment like harry thought that he made it happen basically like um with like wand, not wandless magic but like without saying a spell so like wordless magic um but he's trying his hardest not to do magic um but then he realized he's like i'm not capable of like turning all the lights off like that's crazy mm-hmm. um but it, it makes me think of you know back with aunt marge like how far he's come as much as he's emotionally stunted but he's trying his hardest not to explode like he did with aunt marge however many years ago and now he's so mad about it has gone through all of these things and he didn't you know blow dudley up basically or anything that else is pretty you know, impressive if yeah. he had
1: the deliminator he could take
2: all the streetlights just
0: saying the streetlights already gone though
2: um right now it's called the put outer <laughs> <laughs> um
0: anyway so dudley's like freaking out and he's blaming harry for making him go blind and then like Harry's trying to tell him to like shut up because he's like you need to shut up because I need to see like well not see I need to hear <laughs> if there's anything going on like I need to listen and then it says the air around them was so cold it was making him shiver mind you it's still in the middle of summer in this huge heat wave yes, um, not normal. and it says from the book it was impossible they couldn't be here not in little lynching he strained his ears he would hear them before he saw them. Um and then Dude.
1: I, he would hear them before he saw them. Well, if
0: it's pitch black and they're kind of clock clock No,
1: but I think if, like even if there was light, he would be able to probably hear them because he hears the death ray Lily I or was thinking be he the would rattle
3: his
1: memories. Yeah. Well, I just got chills. I, yeah. Well, so um there are Dementors around. They're on your shirt. Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. I was coming.
0: So I just pulled like some articles just as a refresher um about Dementors because if you didn't know now you do, that's what's there. Um <laughs> so there's some Wizarding World articles that like I wanted to see if there was like anything um like just a straight Dementor article and there really isn't. So there's some Wizarding World ones. I'm going to read some from the Lexicon and this is Dementors are horrible, um, spectral, magical creatures, hooded and robed, which feed on negative human emotions. Dementors drain peace, hope, and happiness out of the air around them, according to Lupin. Um, even before a Dementor is seen, its presence is presence is obvious. They are surrounded by an unnatural darkness and terrible icy cold. Dementors could even affect Muggles, although the Muggles can't see the foul black creatures. We know they're guards of Azkaban, um, and they're made from that horrible place, you know. And they made that place even worse. And um, we know that they were also used in, as guards in courtrooms. Um, Ew! When they breed, they create chill mist, mist. which permeates yeah. everything. Um, they are there
2: like a lot of dementors in Ohio right now. Cause right. It's, like it's pretty overcast. And horrible. Oh my god! Um,
0: and it says a dementor's breath sounds like rattling, and it's like it's trying to suck more than air out of a room. Its hands are glistening, grayish, slimy-looking, and scabbed. Um, it seems to exude cold. The, a dementor's last and worst weapon is called the dementor's kiss. Um, And it says the Dementor dementor puts back its hood and clamps its jaws on the mouth of the victim and sucks out his soul, leaving him an empty shell, him or her. I'm just reading this.
2: Nope, they're just like men. I guess. Hey, that's good for me. Because I (laughs) identify as female, so I don't need to
0: be kissing no Dementor. Um, They're alive, but completely, irretrievably gone. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's some articles that's like everything you need to know about the Dementor's kiss and... That's like how bad it is. What the side effects are, um, whatever else. I don't I'm not going to really read it. And then there is um, another article. It's like why dementors are the scariest magical creatures. I
2: think they are. Yeah, I'd have to yeah. agree with that.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you're reliving you're reliving your worst trauma. So as we've talked, like. The first time Harry ever encounters the first couple of times in in the third book that he encounters dementors, he's hearing his mom's literal last not even like like words and screams um and then this time around he hears Voldemort um from the graveyard i wouldn't I would not want to go through something like that. I don't know if anyone would want to go through something like that.
2: Think so. well, think of like you know say someone's afraid of like. I mean what a manticore is like five X, right? Like they're mm-hmm. really dangerous. Yeah. Okay, but you're probably like not gonna run into one of those or there's like things you can do. With a Dementor, like that's literally depression. Yeah. Like that's like it's like yeah. a different kind of thing. Yeah. And like the only way to make it go away is I mean, that's extreme strength. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's 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 like it it's hard like if
0: you think about the when he's learning to do the Patronus charm and how it's not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. and it's not something that like they're impressed when younger people can do it. So like when you're thinking about people that are like that have depression and go through, like that's not an easy thing to overcome. Nope. It's difficult. Um, really a lot of mental illness. like It's a difficult thing to go through and it's difficult for other people. Like they're saying muggles can't see dementors. Like people don't know. Like I've had people, like I'm like a crazy anxious person and they're like, I had no idea. I'm like, I'm really good at faking it. You know? Um, which is not isn't a good thing, but that's such like a metaphor for like mm-hmm. the dementors, for mental health, and all of those things that like mm-hmm. some people can't see it. That doesn't mean they're not there. Yes, it doesn't mean they're right. not sad. It doesn't mean they're not anxious. It doesn't mean that they're not suffering in some way, shape, or form.
2: Check in on your friends.
0: Absolutely. Um, so Dudley um, interrupted Harry again, and then he hears the sound that he was dreading, and this is another quote from the book says, there was something in the alleyway apart from themselves. Something that was drawing long, hoarse, rattling breaths. Blood. Um, and I remember, I'm pretty sure, like, when we talked about Demanders the first time, that, like, there is something called the death rattle. Mm-hmm. And if you know what it is, like, it's not a pleasant thing. Um, and guarantee this, to me, like, that's what it that sounds like. Um, so, like, Harry, or not Harry, Dudley's, like, freaking out. He's really not pleased and is blaming Harry for all of this. So he punches Harry right in the head. Oh and so God. Harry's... Can
2: you imagine? And That's think two about it. blows to your head.
0: In one day. In one
2: day. A couple hours, yeah. A couple hours apart, maybe <coughs>
0: less. Um, so obviously Dudley being a bigger, bigger guy and he's n- pretty strong, um, Harry's seeing stars and he's knocked to the ground. And then his wand is knocked from his hand. And so Dudley starts running And Harry's like, dude, you're running right at them, but he can't see them, so he doesn't know, and he's probably not listening or believes Harry anyways. And Harry can't see, so he's scrambling to find his wand in the dark, and he could hear Dudley stop running. And then he felt a chill, Harry being the one feeling the chill, behind him, and then he realizes that there's more than one Dementor. So he yells at Dudley to keep his mouth shut no matter what, and he finally finds his wand. He says Lumos and the light, um, awesome. the wand lights up, basically. I want to say the la- the the, la- the light turns on. Mm-hmm.
3: Do, does it say in the letter that he gets that he cast Lumos or is it just the Patronus term? I don't think. I think Lumos. it just says
0: magic Aww. in front of a muggle. Oh, OK. Um, but I'm not for sure. I mean, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll we talk will. about that Tomorrow. in the next. true. We'll <laughs> talk about that in the next episode um but like think i like that's a pretty powerful thing to do be able to say lumos and you're not even holding your wand and it lights up yeah um
3: it, well i guess that i think that that's really um telling of like the connection that he has with his wand specifically yeah mm-hmm. um
0: yeah. so you can finally see that the dementor that one dementor is right behind him um, he grabs his wand and he tries to do like he i literally said he just he tries to expecto patronum in a way um and so it, we know it's a patronus charm and if you don't know if you haven't listened to our previous episodes i don't know why you're listening to this one but hey you do you um expecto patronum literally translates to i await a guardian um and when you do if you do a strong enough patronus charm it like comes out as an animal i believe is it always a, a creature
2: a, a not patronus. always who, it's always does, an animal, but it, it might know. not be. This is like strong enough is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, got it, Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, You're right. Sorry. <laughs> i was always like, people, right. <laughs> people are they like, people Patronuses? I literally was like. Literally so was my was like, Patronus is Sarah. <laughs> I was literally going
0: to be like, wait, who has one that's not an animal? <laughs> um, so there's an article um, about the Patronus charm on the Wizarding World. Um, And we say it's the the Patronus is the most famous and famously difficult defensive charm. The aim is to deliver a silvery white guardian or protector, which takes the form of an animal. The exact form of the Patronus will not be apparent until the spell has been cast successfully. Cast one of the most powerful defensive charms known to wizard kind. The Patronus can also be used as a messenger between wizards. So cool. As a pure protective magical concentration of happiness and hope, the recollection of a single talisman memory is essential in its creation. It is the only spell effective against Dementors, the majority of witches and wizards are unable to produce Patronuses, and to do so is generally considered a mark of superior magical ability. I'm not going to read this whole article because there's a lot, and we've already gone through Patronus charms, but I would like to point out that um, Dolores Umbridge can produce a Patronus charm.
2: She can, yes. That's not okay. And
0: think about, like someone I recently read online that someone was like, her being like she thrives like that's her happy memory is like being mean to people and like oh. having all like that's how, that's her happy yeah. place
1: because she is the cat patronus that mm-hmm. patrols during the trials, the trials. sorry um <laughs> you're a
2: disgrace to cat people
3: <laughs> i know um it's also telling though uh how many people harry is able to teach how to do the patronus charm yes. too mm-hmm. i also think like teacher.
0: that's the thing that's i think that's a big ticket for people learning things is you have to have like it doesn't even have to be like a legitimate teacher but if you're if you can just have someone because not everyone learns the same um, tell you in a way that you understand like I have friends that like you know I obviously am not a teacher but like I've helped them learn like do like math things or like do whatever and they're like oh my god i like I had teachers all my entire life trying to teach me this and like they didn't get it yeah. and Harry's patient and he's willing to help all of these people be better wizards. Yep.
2: What if it's not just that? What if it's like a metaphor for like, you should like uplift other people. Mm -hmm. And because Harry is like this positive force, he's a positive force to all these other kids and they can all do it now. Yeah. I like that. Like if like someone's down and you help them, like you just, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what I'm getting at. Yeah. No, I feel what I'm putting down. I like that. I'm picking it up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is also said that, you know, when we're talking about like children and learning, like if they like you and respect Mm -hmm. you, then they're going to be able to learn from you. Mm -hmm. Or if they feel like you care about them, (coughs) um, then they're going to be able to learn from you. And I think that says a lot about Harry as a person that he has his peers who respect him and they feel like he cares about them. And that that's why he can teach even someone who has so much trouble in certain subjects like neville to produce the the magic that he might not have been able to from maybe other teachers or for a long time within his life
0: i think too with that is that neville probably has teachers that like write him off like his family did
1: right
2: and harry's yes. probably
0: like just practice just try you got this. you know that's all that's the best you could do is try and like watch you succeed because you can do it you know what i mean right Uh, It might take you a little bit longer, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. Right. All right. Going back to the chapter. (laughs) Um, Harry Potter. So the spell wasn't strong enough the first time, and it just kind of makes the Dementor slow down a bit. Harry was trying to concentrate while the Dementor reached out their gray, slimy, scabbed hands, and he tries to spell again, and it still wasn't strong enough. Are you raising your hand? No, she's admiring
1: her tattoo. (laughs) Her tattoo. (laughs) Why, Why come you know tattoo?
0: So the Dementors hands are like basically like around his neck. So this is two times in one night that someone's hands are around his neck. I guess they're not someone. They're just Dementors, but just. whatever. Um, and he's trying to think of something happy while hearing Voldemort in his head from their last encounter. So this is now like before he was one. hearing yeah. his mom's literal last breaths basically. And now he's literally hearing the words that Voldemort was telling him in the graveyard. so the thought of never seeing harry nope (laughs) i'll
2: never see myself again
0: (laughs) the thought of never seeing ron or hermione again kind of crossed his mind then his face has popped into his head and then he tried the spell again and this time a large silver stag burst from his wand and the dementor was thrown away from harry um, and it, then the stag charged at the Dementor and it flew away. So i like to point out, as much as Harry was kind of hating on Ron and Hermione, this entire chapter, because I get it. I mm-hmm. totally understand why he would be thinking, feeling the way he does. But the thought of his two best friends is the reason he's able to produce the charm this time. Yeah. Um, he loves them. It, for sure. It's just a, a huge bag of emotions that he's carrying around with him, the poor guy. So then Harry then has the stag go towards Dudley. Harry's also running kind of towards that way. Um, the Dementor is close to being able to give Dudley a kiss. He's literally trying to pry his hands away from his face.
2: I hate how it's described as like almost lovingly. Ugh. Yeah.
0: So Harry had, um, has a stag charge at the second Dementor. And then it flies away um, being after being thrown from Dudley. And I thought it was really interesting when I was reading it. Because it was both times like the stag pierced the Dementor with its antlers. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I just thought it was really cool. So then once both of the Dementors were gone, the stag kind of dissolved into a silver mist. So it was no longer pitch black. The stars, the moon, and the streetlights were back, Um, as was the warmth of the summer evening. And then Harry was kind of shocked at how, like, it it all just seems to happen very quickly, and all of a sudden everything is back to normal. The lights are back on. He could hear the street sounds again. Um, The warmth is back. And he can't believe that they were just attacked by Dementors and Little Winching, and uh, so he kind of looks. Dudley's on the ground, whimpering and shaking, um, kind of like uh, Peter Pettigrew was after he got his hand cut off. I mean, he cut his own hand off, but cut my own hand. Um, so Harry goes to check on him to see if he can walk, but he s- hears footsteps behind him. So he turns and he raises his wand, and lo and behold, it's the kind of craziest neighbor. That sometimes watched Harry when he, the Dursleys were out and about. It's Mrs. Fig. Shout out to Fig.
1: What up, girl? You like figs. How like you fix? doing? Have you ever had a fig? I love figs. I love right. figs.
0: I don't know. It's been a long... Oh, I had... Was that a fig or a date that I ate that it Marty... It was a date.
2: I've never had a date. We know. Your Megan. wife is not nice. <laughs> you know what, though? Shout out to Nature's Bakery Fig Bars. Oh. I thought you were going to be like, <laughs> shout
1: out to people who go on dates.
0: <laughs>
2: so, so good. We went to the movies. I know, <laughs> babe.
0: <laughs> so Mrs. Fig is running towards them, shopping bags swinging from her arms. Her feet were half out of her slippers. Her, her hair slippers. was her hair was <laughs> askew. Yes,
3: her. I just want to say that, like this scene in the movie, I think that she just looks perfect. Mm. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. casting of her, like her costume, like everything was just done so well. How she's got like the little cart, and she has the little like cap on her hair, like my, yes. like my grandma and my great aunt <laughs> used to wear whenever they would go outside and it was raining. Uh. Oh my god, it was just it's just so cute.
0: So Harry he goes to like kind of put his wand away and like hide it, mm-hmm. and her response was, "Don't put it away, idiot boy." <laughs> <laughs> what if there are more of them around? Oh, I'm going to kill Mundungus Fletcher. <gasps> I said, what? OMG. Mrs. Fig knows about magical things. This is brand new information. This is brand new information. Um, and then there's also. <laughs> Fig's got facts. There's also <laughs> um, an article. I'm Again, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but there's an article about Unsung Heroes, Arabella Doreen Fig, Oh, um, You
2: give her a
1: middle name, but uh, other people don't have first. All right. They okay. don't even have birthday. Yeah. OK. OK. OK.
0: okay. Um,
1: read it. <laughs> OK. OK. OK.
0: OK. I'm not going to. I'll just read the first paragraph. And okay. it just says for the mo- for most of Harry's childhood and adolescence, Arabella Fig was just the peculiar cat obsessed old lady who looked after him once a year or so. It wasn't until Order of the Phoenix that he and we realized Mrs. Fig was so much more than a neighborly figure. She turned out to be one of Harry's fiercest protectors and one of Dumbledore's most trusted confidants. We may even go as far to say that without Arabella Doreen Fig, Harry's life could have been, nope, could have taken a turn for the worse after the late, nope, after the summer of 1995. Here's our celebration of all things Fig. And how she saved Harry by a whisker. The first thing is all about Fig Newtons. And I'm kidding. <laughs> but it she talks them. about she's a squib and how she didn't let that define her. And there's a picture of Argus Filch, who is also a squib. And he did let that define <laughs> him. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's got a whole a whole long article. But we enjoy Mrs. Fig. Mm-hmm. And her. We enjoy figs in general. Yeah. And we we enjoy her Fozzie likes figs being part he of no part of the crew to make sure that Harry survived and didn't do anything too dumb.
3: So does this mean <laughs> that like technically Mrs. Fig is a part of the Order of the Phoenix? Yeah. Yes.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Hmm. I
2: like it. Hmm.
0: Okay.
3: Don't they call her Figgy? Yeah. That's Oh yeah. cool. Figgy. <laughs> oh Figgy.
2: Um, um. Lay on some lightning bolt lightning, lightning ball questions. questions. Yeah. Okay. Oh, go go, start too. with Shannon. Shannon. Where's that? Uh, Gamer Gamer Girl Claire, is
1: that? Do you want me to read yeah, it? Gamer Girl Claire is before that. Do you oh, want to really? read it to us? gosh.
3: Claire. If oh, you had the anxiety sorry. and pent-up frustration slash anger slash PTSD that Harry has, how
0: would you release it in a positive way? That's hard.
1: I don't, uh, <laughs> hard I don't
0: always have the best um, I would, ways of dealing with my anxiety.
1: I would read reading helps i would read
0: actually taking a bath
3: oh,
1: helps or a
2: lot I was, for me. Working I, shower. Out. I was gonna say work out like harry could use the summer to yeah, get yeah. pretty buff working
1: out keeps me good taking he could have gotten buff so slow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> taking, <a, laughs> taking a bubble bath leviosa
1: <laughs> do you even love Yosa
0: bro <laughs> i have There's that a on my workout you said thing it was so, you're like you could have worked out you could have gotten so buff
2: working out really helps my stress level it when does. i actually do it. I do it every morning yeah i get watching
3: harry potter helps me harry i should have watched he can't watch himself i mean he can look in the mirror take a taking a bubble bath or like using a bath bomb and just like relaxing i take
0: really hot showers Um, that's what
3: i do and other things that i'm not gonna say like just doing self-care things like doing a face mask or like painting your nails do that stuff like that like it really
0: does help me you have to find out like what works for you so like Mm -hmm. a bath might not help me but it would help megan or you know running eight miles might help someone, but it might not help me because I would be like... <gasps> I would sound like a dementor after running eight <laughs> miles. <laughs> I would have the death <laughs> rattle.
2: <laughs> my latest de-stress is like, throw on an episode of Queer Eye, sit with a cup of tea, and have my mm. cat in my lap and my wife in mm-hmm. my side. That is... My latest or even, like, decompress.
0: I there are times where like um I'll talk to like I'll call my best friend and I'll like have an hour conversation with her where like I'll just vent about everything. And at the end of it, like she doesn't even have to tell say anything back to me. She doesn't have to give me any advice. Just knowing that like there's someone there listening um or even writing it all down then no one's ever gonna read it but like i've written it i've put it on paper i've gotten it out of my head um helps me a lot
3: i've journaled and then ripped up the pages and it helps
0: we even journal <laughs> like we did this in high school where like we did this thing where we wrote on paper and then i'm like we're just gonna burn it so like you wrote it down and then like it's something that you don't even want other people to read and then you burn it so they can't even get it mm-hmm. yeah it, it does help i still pray sometimes it helps me a lot actually
3: Olivia says, did Dumbledore and Mrs. Fig date? And I really liked. Did they eat a date together? April uh, replied and said, I doubt it because Dumbledore's gay. And I believe that Arabella Fig is a Mrs. So she must be married. She is Mrs. Fig. So there
0: has, well, I mean, she could do what she She wants. There probably is a Mr. Who is this Mr. Fig? (gasps) Who's Mr. Fig? Danny DeVito.
3: Oh, that would be cool. Uh, Shannon asks, "Would you guys rather be a squib but know the world exists and can't oh. partake in it, or just be a muggle who knows nothing?" Squib,
2: a squib. squib. I don't know. Ignorance is bliss. I want to walk through Dying on Alley.
3: Yeah, just to be able to like be a part of it and even see it. No, but it also I'm... would be like super FOMO. I'm just going to use that yeah. phrase again.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd I'd rather be a muggle
3: uh (laughs) next question okay so i'm actually i i'm gonna skip i'm gonna skip this one that says like what do you think that Dumble or that dudley was thinking because like we it's in the next chapter where he like talks to Mm. mr and mrs weasley and i want to talk about it in that episode yeah dursley yeah dursley what did i say Weasley. weasley dursley uh so he talks to some witches <laughs> and wizards so we're gonna hold off on that but it's a good question and there's an answer joe actually has answered that
2: oh um, i didn't know i'm excited
3: gabrielle this is kind of personal nobody has to answer if you don't want to but what would you see or hear if a dementor was near you does anybody want to answer that
1: oh, i don't want to answer that
2: you don't really know off the top of my head i, I don't want to dive to it's something that like
0: has it's something that's already happened to you right usually
3: is it I mean, I I think it is because it's everything Harry.
0: It's everything that Harry's already experienced.
1: I'm gonna pass.
2: Yeah, it's
0: the horrors of your past. Yeah, yeah. I'll say it was probably my grandma dying, like because I was with her. Like she came home on a Monday and she died that Wednesday, um, and I was there when she came home, and then I was there all day Tuesday and slept over Wednesday, and then was there. So it was probably like that.
3: Yeah, it would take me a long time to like think about it. I don't have an answer off the top of my head right now. Um, Samantha asks, where would you hide from the Dursleys if you were Harry during this summer?
2: I would honestly walk the streets like he did. Yeah. Like that's how he's Dude, getting like venting right now. He's got an invisibility cloak.
0: If you want to watch the news, hide under that sucker Dude, and right? watch the news. For real. You're smart. I know. That's why I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> I <laughs> really would just be a hermit I would be and chill outside.
3: in my room. I would
0: be wherever it's coolest. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be yeah. Outside
3: probably. Um, okay. Molly asks, we know Dumbledore. Hold on. Yes.
0: Think about if you went to like the local swimming pool or something with the invisibility cloak. But he's also like still soaking wet. So all you see is like Water wet footprints <laughs> are like wet capeness, that like would be walking a really capeness. Funness. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: Molly asks, we know Dumbledore kept Harry in the dark because he felt it would be for the greater good. Do you think it was actually the right call? No. This is a hard no that's for a, me. That's um, a
1: yes and a no for me.
0: I think with some I here's the thing that's like the the <sighs> The like edge of the sword kind of thing um, where, you know, if, if things didn't happen the way they happened, I don't think the end of result would be the, what it was. Right. I think that unfortunately, you know, all the things that Harry, like that happened to Harry turned him into the man that he was when he went to face Voldemort and do all those things. Um, So I think things are necessary, like as, as, as much as it sucks. Like it's all the things that he's gone through are sucks and it's horrible, but I don't think he would have um, made the sacrifices that he made. You know what I mean? Megan so, and
2: I, sorry. Go ahead. Megan and I literally discussed this like the other day, but like we think maybe Dumbledore should have been like, look, this is my fear. So like we need to maybe like not. I'm not just abandoning you, but, like, we need to have some space because I don't know X, Y, and Z. Like, like, don't
3: keep him in the dark, but don't keep him in the loop, kind of, like, that sort of thing, where just be like... Tell him why. I'm not mad at you. I don't want to not... Like, it's not that I don't want to talk to you, but I can't right now, so respect that, please. But just so that that, like, Harry's aware that there's a reason, and he may not need to know the reason why, and Dumbledore doesn't really even need to explain it, but to just, like, ease Harry's mind and be like... Dumbledore has a reason for this. That's okay. I get it.
0: I can understand why you'd say that and all of that, but I, at the same time, like if if I was in that situation, I it would still bother me, and I'd want to know more, and I'd want to like I would he be would out and
1: maybe he thinks that he would go out and be a little bit of a flighty, like serious, and to try and figure yeah. things out, but. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And as adults, you know, we have to go through our lives and, you know, help if you have a child or if you're in a profession with children and you have to make decisions for them because Mm -hmm. they are children. And hopefully you're doing what you think is right at that time. Now, when we see Dumbledore, yeah, we can point fingers all we want because we've read the series and we know Mm -hmm. the outcomes and we know the details, but Given right now, I think everybody needs to take a bit of a chill on Dumbledore because Agreed. he was doing what he thought would be best for Harry. He had Harry's intentions at heart the entire time, and I think people give him a hard time. Like, well, you should have done this. You should have done this. Yeah, but we can say that about everything yep. we do in our hindsight's lives. twenty twenty. Yeah, and True. it just—if you think about yeah, it, it just kind of at like, the end of the day, yes Dumbledore
0: you know. is human, and no one's perfect and we the life does not come with like a manual being like this is what you have to do Mm -hmm. so like Tiffany's saying you know he's thinking like what's best for him and for Harry is how he's dealing with it and maybe he would have gone back and done things differently but you oh, I say you can't you can't can't go in the past but they have time turners
1: maybe if he would have just said trust me that's what I'm but Harry does I
0: mean and I think he's struggling with that as well but
1: like just trust me And I think Harry would have maybe been respectful of that. What
3: bothers me with Dumbledore in this moment (laughs) is that in my mind, there's no way he doesn't know that Harry is affected by seeing Cedric get killed. And like, I know that there's not really a lot of talk about mental health in the Harry Potter books, unfortunately, even though there are parallels to it throughout Mm -hmm. the series. But, like, you would think that, especially, like, knowing what Dumbledore has gone through in his past, that there's going to be anxiety and there's going to be PTSD and that this is not the correct reaction and it's going to hurt Harry Mm -hmm. mentally in, you know, in the moment. I just, I just, like, can't believe that Dumbledore, as the adult that he is and the things that he experienced and went through, wouldn't have been, like oh, wow, I bet you Harry is going to have serious PTSD from watching his classmate die in front of Voldemort and seeing his biggest fear come back to, like, strength.
1: Maybe he just didn't know how to deal with it.
0: I think part of that... Hello. I think part of that is, though... Dumbledore has gone through where he um has lost a sister you know what I mean so he's gone Mm -hmm. through all of this and he doesn't want to think of Harry because he helped raise his sister and do all of those things so like he's helped not that he helped raise Harry but like he is a big important part of Harry's life and I think selfishly he doesn't want to get too involved because he knows how much losing his sister affected him and hurt him and he knows that I think at this point he knows that Harry has to die or he he is, if he, he doesn't he know a hundred percent, he's like ninety nine percent sure that he's gonna His have to die, and he doesn't want he doesn't want to have to feel that way again mm-hmm. with right. Harry. So he's trying to distance himself <laughs> as well. I yeah. think it's part. Yeah, but of it's him.
3: also like so you are protecting your feelings. It's well, well yeah, we all know that Double door
1: is self preservating right? That's just who he is. It's Nobody's perfect. It's, he's, it's, a I mean, he, it's a lot to talk we, about. We can say he it was okay and we can say it was completely wrong. It's yeah. literally both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, what do you think Dumbledore was doing during the summer?
1: None your business. <laughs> I don't know. Working for the Order, probably trying to get um, everything to do with the Giants, everything to do with any other kind of... Um, maybe talking to goblins it's a lot
3: of planning like yeah a lot of planning
1: probably a lot of horcrux things and all that yeah, he's doing and a lot, a lot it of jails. a lot of the order of the
2: phoenix stuff Like mm-hmm. getting the old group prep. back together and War prep. Just, like, trying to get
1: Recruit the gang back together <laughs>
2: yep.
3: I'm gonna do two more and then we're gonna cut it off and go to the fan story okay um if you were the serious figure in a troubled teen's life what kind of support serious would you Black? give them okay yes yeah, <laughs> <Seriously. Black. laughs> A serious figure. Okay. Um, Read it again. If you were the serious black figure in a troubled teen's life, what kind of support would you give them? Talk to them.
0: Mm-hmm. I would try to get him to be, like, with me. Vent- I sound awful. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, that's what I would try right. to do is, like, you need... Commu- like, I always say the number needs. one thing in any relationship, whether it's, like, a romantic one or a friendship or, like, a, a guardian kid situation, like, you need to communicate. And I think that helps, you know, with anxiety and and all of the things he's going through and he just needs to talk to him more and, like, screw what other people say.
3: Sirius also is one of those, like, happy-go-lucky type of people that, like, doesn't necessarily think about anxiety or anything because, like, yeah. I don't think that he really suffers from those things yeah. as much. Um So, like, I just think that he just doesn't necessarily think of those things and like he is like the most out of the trio and everything like he's definitely the most um helpful in harry's mind like saying things that he's like not just trying to tantalize him but like or tease him with like information he's just saying like trust us like it's okay like we're gonna get you as soon as we can or whatever so yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Um. Last last one is somebody somebody asked what my new tattoo was, so I was gonna. Of oh course. <laughs> oh <my laughs> <no, my laughs> yes. Jeez. Um. So I got a. It's like in a diamond. It's super stylized, and I'll post a picture of it in the group. It's Quit like super it. swollen right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's the. It so sorry, it's warm. Don't um, touch it. But it's the viaduct in Scotland with that the train goes over the Hogwarts Express, and then there's the flying car like above it. And I love it. It's pretty it's cool. It's adorable. It's like all line art. It's really cute.
2: It's
1: really cute. That's awesome.
2: Right. Yeah. Fan, Fan story. story. All right. This one comes from Lexi. Hey, friends. Finally sending in my Potter story after listening for a couple years. I was Ooh. hoping to have this read on the podcast at some point during Order of the Phoenix because my story, I think, best relates to the themes of the book. Here it goes. I'm sorry. It's a little long. Don't apologize. No, don't. Mm. My name is Lexi. I'm a proud Ravenclaw surrounded by loved ones who are nearly all Slytherins. Um, I grew up listening to my mom reading, reading my brother and me the Harry Potter books every night before bed. Before the releases of each movie, we would do a reread of all the books up until the current movie. I remember my dad thinking it was funny to quote Voldemort in Sorcerer's Stone, walking around saying, See what I have become. (laughs) See what I must do to survive. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Insert Voldy voice. You're welcome. (laughs) Harry Potter has always been not just a series of books, but a part of my life. Starting middle school, I developed depression. It has been consistent since then, but... I had it managed. Harry Potter kept me sane, and in times when my depression was really bad, I would turn to the books or movies. In 2016, I was confused about what I wanted to do with my life. I decided I had been working as as an EMT and really liked the medical field. I really felt this was the best fit for me. I was the top of my class throughout nursing school and into my last semester. My depression worsened during school, and I developed anxiety, but pushed through. During this last semester, I was kicked out of my nursing program after being accused of a HIPAA violation. Confidential confidentiality issue for those who don't know, which, come to find out, was not a violation at all. It also was reported to my job at the time, causing me to lose my job. I was in shock. I had finally hit rock bottom. I made an attempt to take my own life. I took too many pills. I contemplated taking a lot more, but something held me back. I fell asleep. Luckily, my boyfriend came home and was concerned about me as I had not been answering my phone. He brought me to my dad's where I broke down further and had to admit to my dad what I did. They took me to the ER and ended up being placed in an intensive outpatient therapy program for months. During this time, I found your podcast after my mom suggested I listen to it to bring me back to my Harry Potter roots. I was instantly hooked and started binge listening. The podcast gave me something to take my mind off of my depression and no, exa- no exaggeration was one of the main factors in my recovery. Oh, wow. You promote kindness, perseverance, happiness, and the importance of mental health. You do not tolerate negativity and have truly created a safe and incredible environment like I've never seen. I asked for this to be read during Order of the Phoenix because after my suicide attempt, I reread the books again and realized that I had a new connection to the book that I hadn't had before. I felt the loneliness of Harry and understood more than ever what dementors really represented. I felt such a connection to Harry when he broke down in Dumbledore's office after Sirius died and said that he didn't he just didn't want to do it anymore, but Harry pushed through and so did I. If you're wondering, I ended up finishing nursing school and passing my NCLEX in 75 questions. The I minimum. have
0: never, sorry, I've never heard anyone say it like that. What is it? They call it the NCLEX. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what are you
2: reading? <laughs> sorry, and now work as an ER nurse in the busiest ER in the state of Wisconsin.
0: Hold on. I just want to congratulate you because that's amazing. And hopefully I can gain some of your awesomeness <laughs> when I do that. So
1: that's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Awesome. Honestly,
2: I persevered and showed everyone who said I couldn't that I could. I go to work every day and am able not to not only help the sick, but am able to help those coming in with suicidal thoughts or actions just as I had. For anyone struggling with depression, anxiety, or suicidal thoughts, or any other <sighs> mental illness for that matter, you are not alone. If we can take anything from Swish and Flick, it's that there is always someone there, even when you feel like you're all alone. Ladies, you will never know how much you have changed my life but i hope you understand that i am just one of many people who owe their mental health and sanity to you You you're truly beautiful humans for anyone who's hurting just remember happiness can be found in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light oh
1: my goodness had me in tears giving me the feels lexi thank you so much for your story hearing those things honestly like it's still like that's the best part about this podcast like talking with all of you about one of my favorite things but hearing how this podcast has helped other people Mm. that will forever be my favorite like every time we get a story like this it's it's always the absolute best and I am so happy that you're here
2: yeah yeah I I don't have words except for like thank you thank you for still being here thank you for pushing through yeah like I love that you found this connection and it made you feel safe and like you could do it and i'm glad you did like congratulations that's awesome
3: yeah gosh on lots of levels yeah like
2: you're a very strong human being and you're a beautiful human being Mm -hmm. so keep at it
1: yeah we just like just just hearing that hearing hearing from other people that we promote kindness perseverance happiness and the importance of mental health we've done our job Mm -hmm. and we didn't even know it was our job to do yeah,
0: yeah right I always like to say I'm I'm the person that like I don't take I love sad things but I don't like sad people um and so I try to like make jokes so they'll laugh so when I hear stuff like this like it helps me it makes me feel better about it makes me feel good yeah. that like I'm helping other people not just me we all are um and that you know we're promoting like we don't like negativity so we're promoting all this great stuff um so yeah. thank you and Literally, it's awesome that you finished nursing school. It's awesome that you... Crushed it. Yeah. yeah um, and you're working in the ED, and that's not an easy thing to no, do. I've been not. I've been in an ED before working, so um, that's awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, you, thank you you rock.
1: You're awesome.
2: Social media, you.
3: Oh, yeah, it is me next, isn't it? <laughs> um, you can follow us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast, and also on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can join. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, which is where we did this episode live. So thank you to everybody who was here and listened. Um, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash swish And on top of like all of the things that we get to do, thanks to Patreon in terms of like upgrading technology, making sure that the podcasts stay up on iTunes and Podbean, running our store, getting merch, doing giveaways, all that kind of stuff. We also um, we also really want to donate some of that money towards like the fires in Australia. We are going to be making a donation from us and from Patreon to the Irwin Foundation.
1: I can't remember the exact name, but it, it's it's a foundation from the Irla- Irwins. I believe it was started in. 2002 um I just started following them on the Twitter
3: but they've been I mean they've taken in tens of thousands of animals. I think they've to... received
1: their like the foundation itself received their like 90,000 animals wildlife warriors.
3: Yeah, wildlife warriors. Um so we're going to make a donation to them for all of the work that they've been doing with the bushfires. Um it's also going to help us out with running this fundraiser for the trans community. Um, just like donating to different LGBT foundations and whatnot. So like, thank you guys so much for helping us be able to give back to the community in so many different ways.
1: So this week, the wildlife warriors treated their 90,000th patient, um, I'm going to show people on YouTube what this patient looks like because this is a bat. It's a flying fox. This is what your money (sighs) is going to go towards if you're a patron.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, with all of the fires going on in Australia there, I mean, like, it's absolutely devastating, all of the wildlife that we're losing. And um, it's important to us and it's important to the earth and it means a lot to us. So, Anyway, if you want to help contribute to those things, uh, we're gonna post. Like, I, I definitely, I need to make a page on our website that lists out all of the places that we've donated, so that you guys can see where the money is going to. It's really important to us. We, um, want to you know, do good. Yeah, mm. we just wanna, we just wanna do some good. So,
1: well, we didn't think that what we were gonna be doing would get this big, right? So for sure, I mean, I feel percent. like it's only. It's only only right right. just
2: to give it back. Right. It's very Hufflepuff. (laughs) Um,
3: So, yeah. So, you can find us on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash flickcast. And also, um, if you want to make sure that you're subscribed to us on iTunes, that would be awesome. And also, if you haven't, leave us a review because they... They mean a lot, and yeah. they get more people to listen and join the community and be a part of the Swish community. Um, so, yeah, that would be helpful.
1: Tell your friends. <laughs> Spread that
3: light. And also, you can check out our website at swishflickcast.com to see all of our merchandise, and then also um, bios and news, what we're up to, all of that fun stuff.
1: Yep. Okay. Um, You can find me on Twitter at tiffswish underscore flick. I tweet a lot more than just powder stuff, though. So if you don't like sports or video games ugh. or Star Wars <laughs> or Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as of this episode, I'm ending my Christmas break. Going to be going back to work and getting back into the routine of just kind of like everyday life. And I've been making crock pot dinners every week and i've been trying new recipes which has been really fun for me because i really don't like anything to do with the kitchen except eating food that's made for me so now i'm making food <laughs> is that your new year's resolution no i've been doing it though nice. i've been doing it for like what like a couple months now couple months good for yeah. you Well, what is pot
2: still like it's, <laughs> still, you're still okay. making food like, i don't know how to do that i had to bring <laughs> out
1: measuring spoons Whoa, so I'm pretty Tiffany. much cooking right <laughs>
2: if i didn't have mag dude
3: well and also katie and i just got a stove <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've, been living, we've been living without a stove since september no august yeah august uh so yeah we finally have one it's not hooked up yet but it will be let's cook some week. stuff so that's exciting you can
1: more than one cookie at a time
3: (laughs) um you can follow katie and i on twitter and instagram and on youtube at the petrus family
2: um if you guys want to see a really cool uh wedding that we're working on coming up in a week we'll post that on our whimsy creative design instagram too so
3: and probably on the petrus family
2: it's potter related
3: it's potter related and we've done a ton of really cool stuff for it and i'm excited to share it you're awesome um and also, if you guys like Friends, the show, Friends, Friends, Friends.
2: it's F dot R dot I dot E okay. dot N dot S D dot S dot Oh
3: yeah, D. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, we are more than halfway through season one, and you're still on season one. I
0: do feel you like- yeah. do you still oh, wow. have your favorite characters being the same people? No, yeah. Meg's just
3: changed. Mine's the same. Last one. episode, mine changed to Chandler. What? That's what, what right. Was the
1: last episode.
3: It was the one with two parts.
0: Tell me what happened,
3: is what like she's this. asking. Um, so it's the first one that's like Sorry, two Friends, episodes Sorry, friend spoilers,
1: friend spoilers. It's off Netflix, so I don't know when you're going to watch it. <laughs> it's the one that
3: is like two episodes long. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> Not Rachel- giving any
0: information. The one with two parts. Okay, so there's two episodes. What happens in the She's getting
3: through it. <laughs> Rachel and Monica commit insurance fraud.
2: Oh yes, at the doctor's yes.
3: and then like the ER doctors make an appearance. Yes. George Clooney yes. and Noah Wiley. Yeah. George Clooney. and then George Clooney. Joey is dating Phoebe's twin, mm. Ursula. Mm-hmm. Ursula. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he's like surprised that like they have the same birthday. Right. <laughs> yes,
3: yeah. So that's where we're so at. But your favorite's Chandler. I enjoy Chandler and Phoebe a lot.
2: What did Chandler do okay. in this episode?
3: i don't know i'm trying to remember
2: I, like oh, what that's happened also the one that uh, marcel ate scrabble tiles and Chandler. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And, and he's they said that they he's found like, he's trying to spell monkey <laughs> yeah and he's trying
0: <laughs> like isn't isn't um ross like worried about being a dad yes. yeah and yeah, then yeah. they're like look at how you were like concerned about this monkey you're gonna be a great dad yeah, yeah. oh my god i hate
3: marcel but that's oh, i know i don't Whoa. i
0: don't particularly care <laughs> and for him either
3: marcel. i'm like so when is this monkey gonna be gone okay thanks so, is your but yeah, it's favorite still friends Watching Friends.
2: Yeah, yeah Katie. Still I love Chandler. Chandler. He just he has a direct connection to my funny bone.
0: I mean, I am Chandler. Like, I'm I'm I would say like I'm seventy percent Chandler, and then I'm a little bit Monica, Phoebe, and Joey's the rest of me.
2: I, I feel that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
3: really hard to pick a favorite. If I'm being honest, like I started with a pretty strong like, yeah, I really like Ross, and then now it's just kind of like. I don't really have a favorite, but if I had to pick one, I think I would say Chandler right now.
0: That's because he's the best, so there's just times where like there's things that Chandler says that like I feel like he's taking the words out of my mouth.
3: It's he's accurate. funny.
0: He's a funny guy,
3: um and yeah, and then our friend Chrissy does it with us, and she's like a super fan like knows everything about everything about everyone at all times. Mm-hmm. so she's like as into friends as we are into Harry Potter. Does she have trouble
1: not spoiling it.
3: Sometimes really there are like some things where she's like, "So this is the first time we see blah blah blah," and I'm like, "Oh, so they come back?" Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> that's something I would do. But uh, like big things now. But I mean, it's really hard to avoid some spoilers. But well, yeah, especially with a show that's been around for so long. Yeah, yeah. But I'm doing my best. Good.
1: I just is that is that your part too? Anything yeah. you want to add? <laughs> oh, <my> good.
0: <laughs> um, you could follow me on. Instagram at O'Malley with three H's and then I'm just soaking up my break doing a lot of working and podcast stuff before I have to go back to school
2: and trying to find her voice
0: yeah and it's been days so I don't know I don't know when it's ever coming back Maybe Uh, and then I will say so I um started watching well I finished watching The Witcher on Netflix and I thoroughly (laughs) I'm not going to I I don't don't know I didn't know anything going in um, I've never played a video game cause I'm not a video game player and, but, um, I'm not, what
1: you've been playing a game recently. I'll oh my you,
0: gosh. I'll, I'll, let, talk about I'll
2: it. let
1: you get to it though. Um,
0: <laughs> and, and I didn't read the books, but I might, part of me wants to read the books and part of me just wants to watch the show Yeah. and let it be its own thing. But I don't know. Um, but I'm, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching the show, Good. like to the point where I like am already watching it again. And it's been like not even a week since I even started like the first go around. Yeah. Um. I really really like it and I like can't wait I literally was like I don't understand why the season two is not here and su- season one just came out like two weeks ago or not even um but you I really liked it you
3: got a long time to
0: wait I know <laughs> literally though I know
3: uh, speaking of tv really quick I just want to chime in and say that we just started watching the show you fantastic
0: <sighs> yeah I'm not done with season one yet I have one is that episode a left show? no mm. it's suspenseful you it's might suspenseful. you might enjoy it
3: it Would won't I, make you absolutely despise social media. It was on, oh, um, <laughs> but it's really it,
0: good.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. The queen
0: just arrived. <laughs> Mom, you should pop in over here because we're live on YouTube. You look awesome. So, I, so my, my mom's family, they're celebrating <laughs> women's Christmas, You look awesome. which is typically, no, come like stand behind here. Like right here. Can you. So can you they they, everyone's getting dressed up and celebrating it at my cousin or my aunt's house. Um, so my mom got all dressed. Up. Everyone bow to the queen. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see her? Oh, my. To the queen. It's, of course it's um, um So they se- it's typically celebrated in Ireland <laughs> on um, the 6th of January, but they're celebrating it today. So she's going to that all dressed up. You're amazing. Um, it's so funny. So the Witcher was really good. You was really good the first season was on lifetime season two just came out on netflix i haven't finished season one yet. of who of we're you. like
3: halfway through season one and it it's was really on great. lifetime
1: yeah. yes yeah i'm not watching it <laughs> it's, no, it's genuinely
0: so you might t- t- <laughs> you so might actually true. really I like really what like it. i mean by that it's <laughs> like it's not like game of thrones where like there's things in it you don't want to watch mm-hmm. so you might want to watch it yeah um but i also have been playing with a tamagotchi on my phone <laughs>
1: She's, like, showing me all these things it's that her Tamagotchi so can do. It's so interesting. And then the next day, she was like, have you seen my Tamagotchi? I'm like, yes, <laughs> you made me watch No,
0: it. so my friend had surgery, and um, my friend Jen had surgery. So my other friend, Joelle, and I went to the hospital, um, like, with her parents and her husband, and so while we were, like, waiting, because it's, like, hours of waiting to, like, for the surgery, and then, like, recovery, and then her room, um, and... We, she's like here. I sh-. oh, she showed me her Tamagotchi thing. I was like, I need this app, and then downloaded it. No, I have been do playing it. it no, now
2: I want I love tamagotchis I need to um, show
0: you. My Watch. niece
1: has got Tamagotchi's for Christmas, like the the like real,
0: like the, real like real the ones from. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah Tell your Tamagotchi
1: to be
0: quiet. It. I know that's yeah, the annoying real. thing. Like it plays like ads that are loud, but um. I, we were talking about like having Tamagotchis as kids, and like I had a neighbor that was an only child, so she had like seven Tamagotchis, and I don't even know if I had one. But that's hilarious. Yeah, oh. yeah. But that's go ahead. So we can we can end this now. We're done. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we have got just extra, extra voices today. Yeah. Um. All right. Tis all. Yep. Nope. That's all, w- folks. Welcome to a new book. Get ready. It's gonna be sad.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously, sad.
2: Seriously, sad. Oh, <laughs> that's for
0: by the end of it, he's not sad anymore.
2: Sarah,
1: wow! I literally have nothing else to say except that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing, just <at> my voice. <laughs>
0: I hate that my Google map not Google Maps, my Google Docs is like, You're signed into this account and It's like, Yeah, I know. I wanna be signed in like is it okay? Stop asking me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> um, I have to read from the chapter and I have to find it.
1: Katie, what are you doing? You're amateur. Amateur hour with Katie. Uh, oh, I don't do this. Pun. Uh, that's not even a book. I that's can't that's even that's find it. Google Block.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is everybody ready? I'm kind of nervous. Like a good kind of like like the good kind of. It's anxious. genuinely
0: been a very long time since we
2: recorded.
1: Yeah, but it, this is this is good stuff. Gorgeous. I hate that mic.